tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always is Xavier Guerrero, XG. We find out a lot of interesting <laughs> things about him today. And on the ones who Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? Oh, just uh, nice and circumcised. Yeah, uh, we find out a lot of things the ladies might like or dislike about. It's, it's, I give it. I give it to you. It's a give or take. Yeah, either they like it or they oh, don't so like have it. Have they ever ran away? No, 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 oh, not one. They, 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 they always like, ah, they run. They always finish their job. Okay. They're already halfway there. Okay, <laughs> respect. Finish him. <laughs> Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We have a really great episode for you. It's a banger. I thought it was a great episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's with our good friend, and he's a regular on the show, Maverick Matthews, and we discuss a wide range of things, uh, some real eye-opening moments in the podcast, so I hope you guys enjoy it. We like to do these episodes once in a while where we just talk. Just talk to shit. Talk some shit, get into the middle of it, and uh, we had a great time. Did you guys enjoy it? Loved it. Johnny, you've been loving the episodes lately. I have, sure. yeah. I think we were on so we are on a roll here. A couple, a couple mind blowns in there. Yeah, a couple mind yeah, blowns. Yeah, like we were really surprised at one or two things. I looked at this and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, dude, for sure. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy this. I'm going to be I'm going to be on the road starting this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna be in Diana Beach, Florida. Diana, Diana. Dania Beach. Dania Beach, Florida. Dania Beach. Dania Beach, Florida. I'm there August twenty fifth. Through the 27th, and then the uh, two weeks after that, I'm in Plano, Texas, at the House of Comedy. And then we're having two huge shows at the uh, Comedy Store in uh, L.A. on September 4th. I can't believe it's already September. Almost. That's crazy, right isn't it? Yeah. Right? And, dude, my last 49. This is my last year in my 40s, so it's just fucking oh, flying. Damn. Yeah, it's It'll crazy. be here soon. And then Saratoga Springs on September 30th. So just go to samtribly.com. A lot of great stuff on samtribly.com. New t-shirts at samtribly.com. The They Live or TFH Live is available. Grab that t-shirt. Obey. Grab that. I got a new one about to drop soon, so check that out. We also have some premium content for you. Tinfoil Hat Premium, Zero, my spiritual podcast, Conspiracy Social Club, the number one debate show between binary men with Brian Callen, all on rockfin.com, plus early look, Broken Sim. We recorded one last night. Three-hour banger. Three hours. Three hours. Sam got into, what was it, your cryptid, uh, what was it, what was that about your... You came up with like a cryptid, like your own. Do you, do you not remember? This? I don't remember. I don't. Okay. I talk about it and I don't remember anything. <laughs> also, so, that it was that long that we can't even remember what happened. I have. I have a podcast called Cash Days. It has one of the most successful 
uh, Patreons out there. Uh, this is with our good friend Howie Dewey from Cash Daddies. Uh, for 20 bucks, he gives you all the stock tips you could possibly want. And guess what? Johnny, how's he doing? He's killing it. Actually, what he thought was going to end up being his first loser turned into a winner today. So Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. He even got that one back. He's an idiot savant for sure, and he crushes it. And people, they, dude, most people, it's going to cost you 70 bucks, 200 bucks a month. This is $20. Makes you holler. And you get the podcast, the full version and of the podcast. And you get the full version. And then for $1,000, Johnny and I will watch you and your significant other make sweet can, love. Can a woman please get this and not a guy? Why, please? Johnny? <laughs> dude, what if it's a... Johnny, for a thousand dollars, you will watch two dudes go. I was out. about okay. to say. I mean, we it's, an, it's, a, <laughs> hey, it's a contract, right? <laughs> yeah, it's you a seem contract. awfully excited about the prospect. Hey, Johnny, a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. Okay, thousand dollars is a thousand dollars. All right, guys, a uh, lot of stuff going on. I have a bunch of uh, free episodes for. Oh, real quick, if you go down some more, go no, 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 go over. So that's Patreon.com/slash Cash Daddies. Uh, my cameos are fire. Three minutes of just conspiracy, whatever you want me to talk about, I break it down for you. We also are working with our friends at Wise Wolf. Uh, just go to go, click the banner, buy your gold, buy your silver. Uh, we work with them, and we are enjoying it, and people are buying left and right. So hook it up, get it going. We have some telegrams that are uh, for to my podcast. Uh, only conspiracies is the tinfoil hat. Telegram, where everyone's just talking constantly about conspiracies. And then my spiritual show, Zero. Now, Sam, what is those shows? Go down a little farther. That's right. I have seven free podcasts for you. Tim Fall Hat that you're listening to right now. Broken Sim, which is the Grand Theft Auto of podcasting. I break down the whole week Oh, where I almost fought Santa Claus. That's a great story. Yeah, probably should have fought Santa Claus. I probably should have. Uh, Cash Daddy's the financial one. Punch Drunk is my sports show. I'm going to be late. Um, we're about to record an episode of The Union Unwanted here. That's the greatest panel show of all time. Uh, we go deep on subjects with the be biggest and brightest names on that subject. And then I take two of my old uh, premium content shows, and we put out episodes there. Conspiracy Social Club with Brian Callen and Zero, my spiritual show. Bang. Now... There's oh there's a 24-hour radio station you could listen to. That's great as well. Anything else, guys? Nope, that's it. We have a meetup that we're working on right uh, now where you can meet up with locals who listen to the show. Oh yeah, all my uh comedy specials are down there. And videos for all my shows are even farther down, so you can check it out. You could just spend your whole life on samtriple.com. <laughs> now, there are a meetup thing, right? Where's the meetup thing? Did, did we ever find it? I haven't been able we to found find it, it once. I can tell you, wherever it is, it's not a good place. Because okay, if it's we're this working hard for on us it. to find it. Dude, I'm not, I'm I love saying. my website. It's a great website. No, but it's got to be more prominent. Is what okay, we're, we're going to put it together. We're I'm not, make it's more. not a criticism. Jesus, you're so John, sensitive. My John, God. you're so sensitive. You're so touchy. Anything going on with you? Uh, check out We Don't Smoke the Same. Uh, we've been cutting it over there. Uh, we had Hibbler on, and we went date deeper down the Michael Jackson thing. Ezone doesn't believe in it, so they all t were touching dicks with oh, each yeah. other. Chinese yeah. fire drills. Yeah. You know okay. how that goes down. But yeah, we don't smoke the same any podcast, YouTube. Go check it out. Anything, Johnny? Yeah, I, I watched a little of that the other day, actually. actually <laughs> I saw Ezone, you were, uh, what, you had a flat tire or something? And he was oh, giving yeah, you shit yeah, about that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Always giving me shit. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, check it out. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I like that show. Anything else? Johnny? Yeah, just check out Broken Sim wherever you might find it. Uh, it's, check it's out. We we got into a lot on this last one. A lot of stuff. dude. I mean, we're talking like dude, three hour discussion. Something on- about cryptids that I can't even remember. Sam can't remember, and he said it. Yeah. Uh, so figure it out, bro. Yeah. Figure Pedo, it out. Santa Claus. Uh, that might be the longest episode. I'm going down your guys' rabbit hole. And they're all two, but no, no threes. We've done well, threes. I, well I've, I, we've done threes that I had to hack out a, we have a generous have. part. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Hope everything. I uh, hope you enjoy this episode with my good friend Maverick Matthews. Enjoy. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of God. All right. Very excited. We have a guest in studio. Uh, I talk to this guy all the time, and it's cool they came down and joined us in studio. He has a podcast called uh, Pepper for Your Steak, and he is a non-academic historian. Maverick Matthews, how are you, brother? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you guys doing? I'm glad you enjoyed us. Uh, we do have headphones for you in oh, case you that. need them, uh, but I know you don't want to ruin that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> that thing's looking good. He gets one in every time. Thank you. It is. This it's is a the new dude. looking haircut. It looks good. Uh, so, Maverick, how are you? I'm excellent, man. You know, it's good. To, it's interesting to be down here in L.A. Actually, right off the bat, I'd like to ask you guys about this billboard I just passed, but not to jump too far ahead. It's, uh, it's wild to be back in the city after being in North Idaho for a while. It's a very different pace, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know, it's very interesting, man. It's like we all live here. We think we, the three of us constantly talk about where, if we're going to move, where we would move, what we would do. And like, I'm blessed that I travel a lot and I go everywhere. And like, there's very few places that I don't just desire to immediately get back home. Like, there's very few places. Florida, a couple places in Florida. Uh, I love Texas, but I still like it just gets too hot. And so it is interesting. I was talking to my friends like, maybe you need to move to Orange County. I don't know, which is different. I just, I am, I love the weather here. I miss my family back east. My kids, I want them to know their cousins and stuff like that. So it's interesting. Why, when you come back, what's your thoughts? Because we, LA, LA, San Diego, San Francisco, Chicago, Philly, and New York are all in their weak men make hard times. Fuck yeah. Phase. Yeah. The second we fly down, I look at Sam I'm like, this is why we pay a lot of rent for nothing. Yeah. Because the weather's just great. The you, second you fly it. down, it's, oh, this is No, this you pay for the weather and you pay for options at 11 p.m. That's absolutely yeah. right. The, the town I live in in North Idaho, options end at like 8.30 p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's August. It's in the 90s, you know, down here. It was, it's like in the 70s today. Yeah. It's it's absolutely beautiful. So, now, full disclosure, we were just went through a, a 100, uh, you know, oh, 98, really? 99, 100. And but even that's just up on the hill where you live, you know, in, in the valley. Yeah. Down, he, down, if you go on the west side, dude, it was like 80, the hottest. Yeah. It, that's why we yeah. put up with this. Yeah. But maybe it has to be crap here. So... Everyone doesn't move here. Well, yeah, I, I think don't they think did already. There's, yeah. a, there's, a of, there's a fair number of people here. I don't know. You know, I mentioned where I live specifically on a, a podcast previously, and all my neighbors came up to me like, what the fuck are you doing? You need to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Nobody goes north of Coeur d'Alene. That's where the Kardashians play. You know, that's where everybody, Mark Wahlberg's has a spot there. Don't mention anything north of that. I was like, you got it. I mean, everybody's packing guns. I listen. So, so they they don't want you mentioning it because they want people all moving there. I had to get rid of my license plate pretty quick. I'm not from California. I'm from 
a small farm in Hawaii, which sounds even more glamorous, but it was very rural, very chill. The minute people saw my California license plate, they, you know, they're like, there's, unfortunately, there's, pe- there's some assholes in every population, whether it's cops, firefighters, all the good populations have a few bad, bad eggs, you know, giving them a bad rap. And people up there, they're already, they move there and then they try to change things. It's like, look, this place exists no, the way it is you. because it hasn't been changed. Yeah, Why would you but, want to come here and change it? Yeah. You know, that is a big problem. But I, you know, People actually, for the most part, judge you by your character up there. So it's been it's been good. It 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 is. We have this like brain drain going on in California, and it's real. And a lot of people are leaving, and they're taking their politics with them. And it's just it's it's kind of crazy because I know Texas is going through that. Uh, you have a lot of people like change Texas blue. You're like, no, you left the blue. Yeah. And, and it's like I was talking with Brian Kell. It's like you have had you've had the ability to ha- take your politics and implement them to see if you were right. If the way mankind has been running forever, not just in this country, just it, forever, the, the relationship between men and women, the relationship between God and all this stuff, you have had your opportunity to implement the opposite of that to see if it works. And guess what we found out? It doesn't work at all. Now, what I will say, and I said this on a couple episodes ago, the homeless problem, everyone wants to blame California for the homeless problem. The real truth is that all these other states are, are shipping their homeless to us. So we're, we're, we're taking the burden of your problem. You, you, it's not that you care more, not you, but <laughs> these, other, these other states care more for people. They take care of people. but No, they just ship them out. But they're also not just shipping them out. You want to want to be a homeless and live here instead of Texas? And yeah, then but, get three meals a day when some. Well, imagine you hear like, dude, out there they're giving out three meals. The Venice is nice. They don't. Bl- they don't. They let you steal. Yeah, but dude, dude, it just makes listen, it the perfect environment. They're for really homeless. begging for there's it. There's not. There's, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. The ones that have the mental capacity to actually formulate a plan to get out here, like you know, hey man, I'm gonna take some of my crack money and set aside <laughs> yeah. for yeah. a Greyhound bus to go to to San Diego. Yeah couple of them do that but you look at these homeless people do they look like they have the capacity to put together a a, a business plan <laughs> you're so right dude. they don't even have an id sometimes you know right. what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like like they're getting they're getting bribed with food with a, a money to get on a greyhound bus to leave and like i know a comic who used to run a bar out in the west in washington and, and he would say he his bar, his restaurant was a stop on the way where the local law enforcement would bring them in for a meal before they put them on a bus to head really? to California. I mean, we, they, a lot of municipalities have been caught doing this. It's, it's proven. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, like, people really need, like, and the problem is we don't have the politicians to make anybody pay for it. That's, that's the biggest issue right now. It's like we have nobody. Who goes? Hey, man, there's ramifications for your actions. I mean, don't, doesn't California have like a twenty-one billion dollars surplus right now? Yeah. And uh, where's that money going to go? You don't think we could fix that with this? If you had to guess I mean, where you think it's going to go, pockets. Yep. Pockets and, and ten thousand dollar hammers. Administration <laughs> costs are just like uh, legal corruption. I mean, if I sent them, if we said, I go, if I gave you like, uh, like uh, Elon Musk money right now, right? Just gave it to you. And you said, you know what? I'm going to spend a billion dollars a year on the homeless in LA. Do you think you would do dent anything? 
You would just be buying administrators Me new personally, houses. Or like going through the bureaucracy. The process. The, process. the bureaucracy eats a lot of that, man, but there's so many obvious solutions. You know how many empty box, big box stores there are right now that could be turned into comfort stations? Just yeah. to keep people clean, keep people off the street, camping ban. Now you have a place for beds. I mean, and Here, one of the here's the big issue with that is that is like you have to figure out a place to, sh to home them, which is the humane thing to do without destroying the property value of the businesses and the people who live around it. That's true. They that, did it in Austin. That's really hard to do. It is hard. And I, I'm down for any solution that makes that happen. I mean, they did it in Austin. You know, they put them in hotels. They put them up in, you know, wherever they had to. The camping ban is the main thing because you can't just let people set up shop wherever because that brings, you know, values down. And what happens when anywhere. you pass any of those rules? Up shows up, come, uh, shows, you know, shows up. Yeah. The, the white, rich liberal who drives from the West Side to come over to complain about how they're treating the homeless in Hollywood. That's right. Right? And I'm like, okay, where do you live? Let's ship them to live outside your house, and you could take care of them. And it's not that I don't... They're people, man. They're for the grace of God. Go I. As a guy who used to do drugs, that, that was a possibility, you know? But it's like, you can't just... It's not just the concerns of one group of people. It's concerns of everybody's people. So we have to figure out a humane way to treat these people. You want to hear a crazy story? I was intentionally homeless. A lot of people who work, I worked in film and television for the better part of a decade. And what I found out was a lot of people who come out here to do that end up having gaps in their network or, or the amount of work they're getting to pay their bills. And a lot of people are homeless temporarily for a while. I'd say the majority of the people I, I know who came out here who didn't have you know, anybody paying their bills, anybody they could ask for, hey, you know, can you put money in my account? So this is a true story. And you can see these pictures on my website. Uh, I was working on sets, and I realized they were throwing so much scrap away, I built an RV out of set scrap and moved into it on the streets of North Hollywood by near 24-Hour Fitness. So I knew I had a bathroom, 24 hours. I knew I could shower. And I lived in this RV for six months until I could get enough cash stack to get a place, until I could figure out my networking scene here. And I got to know a lot of homeless people. And there's such an interesting community because people make a lot of assumptions if you're on the street, like, you know, what's going on? They're like, oh, you're, are you, you know... Everyone's like, oh, they're all drug addicts. They're all crazy. Some of them are just have just opted out. You know, when you see these RVs in the street, they're like, you know what? I don't want to be part of the system. I'm over it. It sucks. I don't want to play the game. But this is like what we talked about on Zero. You don't get to opt out, man. Yeah. You know? And it's unfortunate because some of those folks may not have the means to ever get back into the system even if they wanted to. You know, I was just really fortunate to find people who gave me bro deals on housing, make friends, build a network survive and then it was you know it went up from there but i was actually homeless in north hollywood for six months when you i i was blessed as crazy as i was as a kid to have two parents that cared for me and i i was blessed the minute i, I you know i turned 18 year old i have very little regrets in my life one of them is that i left my mother too early i have a lot of regret about that that i've grown older and she's grown older and we just haven't lived in the same state for 30 years man and it upsets me uh and then the other ones i didn't do mushrooms with brody stevens that's a big regret <laughs> I, I wish i could have done that but you know but my parents gave me a lot of things none of it was money all of it was like just a work ethic and i was blessed some people aren't even blessed with that 
and like just the ability to problem solve and game plan and all that stuff. And so we had a guy on last week about the son of Sam murders and he brought up something. It's like, if you have nobody and you disappear, nobody's coming looking for you. So that guy was, that was a great show too. And that is, I've talked about how much shit goes down in Skid Road that doesn't get talked about. Oh, or bodies. They, they, they don't mention that so-and-so died. Because why oh, you no. want to add that body to no. the list? The, the, even the government doesn't want to add it to the it's list. It just makes it's, it look bad. Yeah. yeah. I've sure. always wondered, like, how much shit goes down in that on Skid Road where it just stays quiet in the low, body disappears, no one says nothing, no one knows nothing, they have drugs, they killed so-and-so. Yeah. It's really bad. And then you're just getting inundated with just crime after crime after crime after crime. I don't know what the answer is. I know the what... The answer isn't, and that is not to prosecute people. Yeah, it's also not sticking them, making them go in the hotel. Like you, you hear what they're trying to do with the hotels, oh right? Oh my god! They're trying to make them report at noon every day if they have vacancies. To uh, fill like all nice hotels, hotels, all of them. And then if they if they have vacancies, they're going to put homeless people in, the, in yeah. these hotels. Yeah, the, or the government's going to you know give hey, them a, like a discounted pay. rate since they weren't going to be. Yeah, filled it's like anyway. we talked about yesterday, but it's going to kill business. This is all being done to kill bills, business. Yeah, yeah, I believe so that. that the, 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 the power elites with their fed money can come in and buy everything out for, for just fake monopoly money. It's just an alternate way of, of, of spreading communism. In other words, an alternate way of the state owning everything. Yep. It's, you're it's right. just an alternate way and to do I, it. People could call me crazy, but my energy, the, the feel I get is that Amazon is a is an extension of the government. And that's why, they, that's why Amazon doesn't pay taxes. Because why would the government pay taxes to itself? Google also, you know, control oh, the it, brain. And they're shutting every small business down. Uh, you can find everything on Amazon cheaper than you can at Walmart. And any other on websites, you you can find my gear. You can find a tinfoil hat shirt probably cheaper on Amazon. <laughs> so no, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean if, you yeah. think, if you think about like um, what they did to the indigenous, what they did to the black community, and how they operated, which was you know just put people in a bad area, take away the men's jobs, flood them with drugs and alcohol. That's exactly what they're doing the middle and lower class white people. And they just had to do it in a different way. It couldn't be as obvious. So they had to do it systematically slowly. So the first one is free trade. Get rid of all the manufacturing. There goes no those shops. Okay. Yeah. Now people are going to then go in. Okay, man, I, I, I'm not going to build some. I'm going to build my own. I'm going to start my own business. Okay. Here comes Walmart. There goes all those mom and pop businesses, right? Gone. And now... Now what do you do with Walmart? Here comes Amazon. Now you don't even need a Walmart. Yeah. And now where do where, where do the men work? You know. And now you flood them with fentanyl, heroin, crack, and UBI. Meth. UBI. That's what it's all about, dude. And that's what they're doing right now. And they're doing it slowly. I personally, I don't care who it is. I will always stand by that it's gonna fail because they're just it's not the laws of the universe. It's just not. Pa bringing pain and suffering to others is the only sin, in my humble opinion. That is the only sin. And everything can fall under that, and I'm not telling anybody how to live their life or what their beliefs are, right or wrong, but if you ask me, the only sin is, did you bring pain and suffering to And that's all these guys are doing. They're not, like, dude, Bill Gates is not bigger than the universe. He's, he's just not bigger. 
He's not going to win. Klaus Schwab is not going to win. It is of my belief. Hey guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Copy My Crypto. That's right. Guys, the recession is underway. Fuel is through the roof. Food prices are insane. And people have begun to lose their homes. But there is a massive positive to this because recessions are where more wealth is made than any other time in history. Take the last two recessions. Those who invested in property and stocks more than doubled their money in inside of two years, okay? But no market rose like crypto where people made 10, 50, or even 100 times over the same period. That's what James McMahon did, okay? On his, on his Crypto with James YouTube channel, he told his 21,000 subscribers to invest in the same 26 coins he did. Had you invested $100 into each, you'd have been in profit for more than $123,000. His top pick of the year, a crypto called Phantom, went up a staggering 692 times. Remember, this is public knowledge. Go to his YouTube and verify it yourself. James will be sharing every coin he buys during this recession on his copy my crypto membership site it's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing you don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest as you simply copy along so so to join the 2800 members who copy james go to copymycrypto.com slash sam that's copymycrypto.com forward slash slash s A.M. It's your call. You can thrive in this recession or be another victim. Go visit the site and read every word now. So do do you believe that we're in a realm? I know you love the realms theory, right? Do you believe that this is a realm that is supposed to test us? I think that's exactly what it is. And if you align with that testing force, do you become more powerful in this realm? In other words, if you become a Klaus Schwab and you become the guy who initiates the testing, do you believe like that's the left-hand path essentially? So, so there's this belief that these these people play ball with these dark entities so that they come back as an elite, and they're born into these prestigious families. They all believe in reincarnation, and if they play ball, these these middle management entities, whether they're good or bad, like. You know, I always ha- I always have Joe Roop on. They're like, yeah, they they got they got the whole idea of 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 Bathmint <laughs> wrong, man. They're like they demonized it, man. And I'm like, okay, but nobody else is saying that. And it's and that's not against Joe because I love Joe and he crushed on the show. But he is somebody who says that 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 deity is looked at the wrong way. So then, if we study everything over time, everything's been inverted. So I go. Is that one of the things that's been inverted? And I'm not saying it's right because I, I, there's dark energy out there and all that stuff. And I think there's there's the all, and then there's a bunch of middle management people, right? That and there's like the archangels, and then in this realm is just these deities that are stuck here and they hate us for it. I mean, I you know what? I'm it's so funny. I'm going. I'm on Joe's show tomorrow, but uh, we there is a duality in everything, right? Right. So. Where does where does the line? You know, where, how do we know where to draw the line? You know, you, you talk about an entity like Baphomet. The Templars got busted worshiping Baphomet, and that's why the Vatican ended up getting rid of them in Europe. Okay, thirteen oh one, Friday the thirteenth. This is why Friday the thirteenth has a bad rap. It's because King Philip and the Vatican essentially went after 
the Templars. Now, we think of the Templars as like these, you know, this archetype throughout the mythology of Europe as like shining knights with crosses on their chest and good people, you know? And this is one of the things I wanted to talk about today. Sometimes these power structures end up not only getting perverted, but, you know, they get labeled for the darker side of the opposite side of the coin they were worshiping. In other words, if everything has a duality, let's just say Baphomet, for example. I think Joe, I'm not gonna put words in his mouth, but like, if I'm not mistaken, the idea of and that- And we love Joe. This yeah, is of course. This is not oh, no, an anti-Joe thing at all. Oh no, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to talking to him. But like, if there is duality in everything, then the positive side of that archetype, okay, the, the goat mother, is the duality which, which is present in every human. There's some feminine in every masculine, there's some masculine in every feminine, right? That is the uh, hermetic principles. Right, exactly. So if we look at all the hermetic principles, and one of the, you know, one of the things we can talk about today if we want is the idea that I've been studying the Necronomicon. The Necronomicon is essentially a focus on all the negative sides of these hermetic principles because each one of those hermetic principles has an opposite which if you were to do the opposite of what they teach, it's going to bring nothing but evil. It's going to, but it right. might, might still bring you power, right? But, you but that book is focusing on that? The positive and side. So it's, po it's focusing on the positive side or the negative side? Which book are we talking about? The Hermetic Print? The yeah. No, the, uh, the... So on one side you the have... The Necronomicon or Okay, whatever. so on the one side we have the Necronomicon. So that name, Necros Nomos. It comes from the Greek, Necros, dead, Nomos, the way. So it means the way of the dead. It could be compared to the sacred book of Hermes Trismegistus, right? Which we know now as the Kybalion. Okay, right? interesting. So they're kind of opposing books. Oh, interesting. Well, I love the Kybalion. Right. So if imagine that's like a right-hand path or like white magic or whatever, however you want to call it, there has to be an opposite to it. Right. And the idea of worshiping the dead, you know, if you study the Temple of Solomon... For example, everyone knows about Temple of Solomon, right? That's where the Templars got their name. Well, if you study the Temple of Solomon, you realize that these guys were potentially, and this is just what the history tells us, invoking non-corporeal entities to help them with their work. You know, putting sigils down and, and summoning forth things, right? I think it works on both sides. When we, when we write down our goals, you're, you're writing sigils down. Yeah. You know, when you, sure. when, you, when you focus on what you do want to manifest in this world, you know, it's kind of like the cheater's path. Like, you, you can do it yourself and just say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my time in, I'm going to dedicate myself every day, and no matter what happens, the highs and the lows, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep on the goal. Or you might say, hey, help me shortcut this path, and I'll trade you something for it, maybe, you know? And this is where we get, like, a lot of worship of the dark side. I think they're asking for shortcuts, and I don't think those shortcuts come free. I don't either. And I, so you get into that. Like, why, why would you worship darkness? Like, what is that about? Well, a lot of it has to do with, uh, are, you, are you mad at your parents, right? That has something <laughs> to do with it. I mean, let's face it. There are people like, uh, you know, they're mad. Like, I was talking about this the other day. It's like, so much of the counterculture movement is like daddy issues. It's just a giant bunch of daddy issues. And it's just people going out there really mad at the quote-unquote patriarchy, which is their fathers. They're really mad at their fathers. 
for whatever reason. So they've rebelled and they get into this dark stuff because so much of it is like beta cuck stuff too. Like, like even the elites at the highest levels, like they're not known as being like, you know, uh, uh, MMA fighters or, you know, Navy SEALs. You never heard like, oh, that one Rothschild, he became a Navy SEAL, (laughs) right? Like you've never heard that at all, right? It's all like, it's all beta shit. You know, it's like, even like banking is like, when you're dealing with like numbers and all like the, it's it's not I don't know if that's beta but it's a, like it's more nerdy shit right it's like getting into the the ner- the numbers and the, and the systems and all that stuff it's not like you know building a house and blue collar shit do you know what i'm saying I, I know exactly what you're trying to articulate it's the idea that you can kind of trick somebody out of something like or or like do something and not have to work for it i'll just leave my money here and the interest will grow it but there, you it's know? also like this thing where it's like, it's like by worshiping these dark entities, there's this belief that you you gain a certain kind of power in oh, yeah. the, in this in this realm that makes you powerful, and you know in in their mind an alpha. So now you're now now you're this without like, actually becoming one. Yeah, you're a sorcerer, right? right? right. I got sorcery powers, man. Right. And now you're getting all these goth chicks who normally <laughs> wouldn't even be talking to you, and it's just like like dude, all these guys who start Satanism all look like Dungeons and Dragons dudes, right? Like they're just all like you know, uh, thespians, dude. Thespian Crowley dorks. is a perfect example of this with his fucking pyramid hat. Right? Yeah, but, I mean, who, everybody knows that picture when he's sitting there looking all serious. Yeah. I'm a philosopher. That, yeah. All that dude did was rip stuff off and, and change it around. Yeah, and flip it to, yeah. to be cool with chicks. That's it. Who just thought he was like some chosen one. And it's just like. Wouldn't you say that would be the priest too? I mean. Because the crew, priests were rock stars, rock stars back you're then. You're not yeah, wrong. You're they're not wrong. They're, 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 they're betas. Thing. They're full yeah. on betas. I've never seen a. Priest, that's like full on yoked, and you're like, that's yeah. awful. I mean, yeah. you're so or right. About those youth people. pastors are like, they're all like, hey guys, what's up? What's up, bro? You know what? I'll tell you what the I biggest mean, yeah, that is such what a, a nerd. Yeah, what a nerd. Dork. Bro. What a dork. And I, wonder how, I wonder how many times he tried that too, you know, yeah. before he got it how just right. Pictures? He's like, oh, my thumb's not quite right in that image. Let's oh, try yeah, those thumbs. Yeah, he did that on per- Oh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, he for sure. That was well, like a fist Anytime pick. you see somebody wearing a costume, you should question what it is. That <laughs> I they're totally doing. agree. With I don't that. care if it's funny. Anybody hats. in our yeah. we still hats. do this in our society. Think about the authority figures. Anybody who has to come in and take over a scene, whatever it is, they're wearing a costume, and that's part of the psychological game that we play here. And we're indoctrinated from birth to be, you know, to see like roles so definitively. A doctor wears a white coat. A judge wears a black costume. I mean, like the costumes are huge in our yeah. society. Think yeah. about that. That's crazy. Well, I mean, like, look at, like, what we've done with our entertainment. Everything is about, you know, superhero movies, and they yeah. always have some kind of cool outfit. Exactly. You know, maybe that's why the Punisher never took off, because he's just <laughs> yeah, running he's just around a in a, a black jeans and a black shirt. What we about need- the House of Lords? I mean, these guys powder up their wigs to go to work. Right. And it's the it's 2022. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? She-Hulk? I mean, I, wa- <laughs> I wanted that movie to do well for that actress. It's because not. It's not terrible. I watched it. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's just. It's a comedy. You know. It's is like it? A, it's a sitcom. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. I, well, that's the only way to do it. I, I wanted to see because I don't know who that actress is, and she's it's hot. probably her big break, and she's just like, oh, I gotta do what? Okay, fuck. I, I'm gonna do the best I can at this. It's okay. What's the premise? I mean, like, I mean, you don't. You don't say no to Marvel though. When Marvel t- yeah, gives you a whole course. fucking series, she's yeah. Like if her the, cousin. Dude, they, 
They call up XG. They're like, hey, dude, we want you to pay oh, pig yeah. guy. You're just a guy with oh, yeah. the power of pig. Oh, dude, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> oh, I smell like bacon. You just have the hungriest around being in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the premise You're is that. You're a power piggy, bro. <laughs> she's the cousin of the Hulk, and the, they're just driving out one day, and they have oh. a little car crash, and he bleeds into her wound, and oh. now she's the Hulk. Too. I, mean, what was I, she? I honestly wanted them to, I wanted to watch them bone. I thought eventually we're no, gonna meet cousins. up. They're cousins, yeah. Oh, dude, first cousins. You've been watching too much Pornhub. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I want, want, I want it to members. do well. It just—I hear it's super woke. It is. It is woke. Yeah, yeah. and that's it's just—it's yeah. just, it's it's like annoying. they just can't let it be. We can't just yeah. have energy. When women can. A man never gets one over on a woman in in film anymore. Entertainment never happens. Never, never, never. Yeah. The never. guy is always a, a the idiot. Yeah, she's like, an no, yeah, or, she's an attorney. She's a, she's yeah. a lawyer. She's, 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 she's an attorney who happens yeah. to be a Hulk. Yeah, yeah. yeah she gets All, mad. And, and she and What's like, the, they, dude, the whole premise is that they keep pushing that she's a better Hulk than the regular. Like she can control her hulkiness, yeah, you know. Because exactly. no, and here's what they say. They say because women are used to controlling their anger oh, yeah. all and the time. And then that dude, Tim Pool, played the feminist yeah. rant that was just so ridiculous. What from the show? Yeah, where oh, she's okay. like, yeah, it's annoying, "Oh, man. I control my anger every time I get cat that's called." It. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And you're just like, and, he, and then <laughs> yeah. and then you have the Hulk just sitting there taking it, which oh, is a, yeah. which is every Bill Burr joke, by the way, which is some guy have to listen to some ridiculous <laughs> feminist rant. Like you never hear him talk about when the like female athletes go on Sports Center and can play about their pay, and all the guys have to be like, "I don't know why you don't get paid like guys." Yeah. Right, that's a famous rant he has, like, and it's so true. And like, the guys have to just sit there and take it. So Mark Ruffalo is just like, I don't know why, you know, you people don't see you as the better Hulk than the guy who's been kicking everybody's ass for decades, right? But it so it, it just goes back to, uh, you know, just everything's theater, and it's this notion that these these weak men could have superpowers that attract, uh female hey guys summer is winding down fall can be a bit chaotic but with factors ready to eat meal delivery it makes it easy to stay on top of your busy schedule while still sticking to your goals okay factors a perfect meal solution for the on the go lifestyle whether it's a quick lunch at your desk between meetings or a fully prepared dinner that you didn't have to shop for prep clean up or any of that stuff they got you covered for weeks when free time just isn't a thing Factor makes lunch and dinner on busy days a total breeze. Their fresh, never frozen meals are delivered ready to heat and eat in two minutes. So I can, you can, we can all fuel up fast and get on with the day. Okay. Factor's new Protein Plus preference makes it easy to power up with delicious, satisfying meals with 30 grams of protein or more. Factor now offers 30 plus meals per week and 33 plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep up with your all-day going everyday lifestyle, okay? When things get extra busy, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor equals free time. Instead of spending those precious hours after you get home hustling around the store and in the kitchen, they deliver ready-made meals right to your door, eliminating all the meal planning, prep, and cleanup time. Factor puts in the work so you don't have to. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals that you can feel good about eating every day. Okay, head to 
go.factor75.com slash tinfoil130. Use the promo code tinfoil130 to get $130 off across six boxes. That's code tinfoil130 at go.factor75.com slash tinfoil130 for $130 off. And they got killer vegan meals too. I mean, it comes from the archetype of the warrior, right? Because like, I think the costume, the whole costume idea what, you know, gained its validity through people having to put on armor to go into battle, right? I would argue that's the only legit costume, maybe, right? Because you're act- it's useful. It has a utility. Yeah. But, like, when a judge puts a black robe on, the only utility in that is to say, look, I'm... I mean, why are they... Why are they... Why are they, why are they black? Yeah. Why, why aren't they, like, blue or green or any other color? Black is all, always, like, pretty serious. Also, uh, what is... I mean, all this shit, that, that litany that they run through before this court even starts, you know? Like, the honorable judge presiding and you over... you have to stand and... Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a ceremony. Yeah, it's a ceremony. It's it not really forget is the wig. Remember when they used to have the wigs? They still do in England. They still do, and it. they use that old English language like "Hear ye, hear ye, come, come hither." Anybody who has business before ye, ye court here today, you know? Isn't it? I mean, it's so weird, man. Yeah. It's so weird. It's a ceremony. I'm like, so we we acknowledge that ceremonies are real. You know, we see so much symbology throughout all these places. Amazon's, you know, smiley dick. You know, everybody <laughs> knows what that is. Yeah. You, know? Why, you know, why is he so obsessed with phallic symbols? You know, it's just like, why do we not have, as a culture, as a tribe, our own set? I mean, we do. It's just, it's in the esoteric mystery schools, right? It's in the Kaibalion. We do have our own set of rituals that we use. But, you know, it's interesting. When you start studying history, like Greece, Greece was powerful. They had rituals that were part of society. You could not be a full citizen until you went to the mysteries and until you took psychedelics with, you know, the priests and you did it correctly. There's a power in that. And we've stripped society from that on You're purpose. You're so right on that. Like, there, it's a weird thing because as a libertarian, you kind of don't like fee of entry, right? You're kind of like that fee of entry right. is a way to allow exclude. the exclude and allow the rich to you know create businesses that the poor can't. And it's like it's my it's my whole thing with like food trucks, right? It's like there's a little bit about, about me that's like, hey man, you know, it's like it's not fair to the restaurant that has to pay all these you know all this stuff to operate in a brick and mortar. But at the same time, I go. That food truck is probably some dude who just has a dream, can't play the game of owning a restaurant, so like just souped up his car and turned it into a, re- a moving restaurant, and I- I'm cool with that as well. But you're completely right. We have taken away the just the fee of entry into everything. Fame. I mean, fame now is like nobody wants to go through this. I love my journey, right? I mean, I love it. It was painful when I was going through it, but I'm really happy with where I am right now. I wouldn't change any of it. But you don't see that anymore. You have these right to the best stuff, and they're just and they don't realize what they've skipped. And also they just the the attitude adjustment that comes with knowing that you had to fight for everything you got and the appreciation. You don't where, think there's some there's always been I feel like now there are more people also competing for those spots too though you know what i'm saying so it's it's almost made it 
you know, there's a way it's democratized uh, overnight cre- creativity success. and stuff, but they're also because I mean, you're they're always childhood stars, childhood right, actors right, that weren't right. ready for it, and they right. shish kebab their right. brains to use your right. term. But I, I do feel like now they're way more people in the field than ever before. You know, I mean, you hear now the most popular response on these career surveys, what children want to be is famous, just famous. No, it's not even that. Yeah. It's not even something specific like that. It's just famous. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's the, I get what you're saying, but you you see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's almost, well, like they, they just it means ma- less now because they, it, more people are Do you that, think they're just you know? saying famous because they just want, like, what is famous? When a person well, says, I want to be famous, doesn't, yeah. aren't they really saying, I want to be, I want to feel overwhelming love yeah, well, that's it. from okay. a lot of people? Totally. Isn't that what they're saying? Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. They want attention. Yeah. Because they didn't, they're not getting enough. Yes. Because people, their parents are looking at their phones. Yes. And right. this is exactly what's happening. Like all these, you know, wh- and what's going to happen is they're going to get attention real quick. You're going to get famous as a TikTok star for showing your butthole or whatever it is. And then, and then what? It's fleeting. It's, it's like, exactly I also think right. that happens yeah. in certain states. Like I think California, I think every kid wants to be a TikTok star or, or Instagram famous because they know someone. In Nebraska, in those cities, I don't think it's that common when you hear kids say, I want to be a TikTok because they don't know no one. They don't, it's not as common. I understand what you're saying. Like out there, they're like, "Oh, you want to be a fireman?" Because my dad's a fireman. Out here, every fucking kid wants to go viral. Every yeah. kid wants to go viral. Everyone's TikToking out there. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure there are always those kids that be like, "Oh, dude, I want to do it." But there's more kids with that calm mentality of like, "Hey, I mean, no, I live in Nebraska. This guy I, got, I, I yeah. live in Nebraska. There's unless I want to go to LA, I'm not going to live that lifestyle." So I think it is. Think there are kids that are. Li- I mean, I think it's just that LA lifestyle where every no, kid- I, but dude, I mean, I I go back home and I, it's it's that way everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it well, is, even even, even up in national, North Idaho, man. USA is a national culture. I mean, we have a national culture, you know, and that, and that shit permeates, man. It's everywhere. Everybody's at web connected. Even out in the middle of nowhere, you got the internet. I was shooting pool in North Idaho. Well, I mean, like, what it is is real quick. Sorry no, to cut you off, but well, it's just wanting to be popular. Yeah. Uh, outside yeah. your school, everybody, when you're young, wants to be the popular person. You want to hang out with the popular kids. I mean, it's just this natural thing to be loved and known. Like you put, it's like, and it's most simplest form. It's like I want to be loved by everybody. Yeah. Right, and and then it just becomes this like, but but the problem is that like society doesn't know the difference between fame and infamy. That's right. Infamy comes with the quality of a product that is undeniable. And infamy right? is being being known, but for all the wrong reasons too. Right, like you're infamous for uh, you know being the TikToker that uh, licked the toilets of yeah. the airplane. Right, like. Like that's what you know, and it's like you also see it in this kind of uh, when you know with this Me Too movement, right? Like these girls are told, "Hey, man, come forward." We'll, yeah. You know, people will know your story, and like how many of these girls are like the Chris Hardwick story of his ex girlfriend coming forward. She had a movie in a small movie festival coming out right before she came forward with how he treated her. Right? What a coincidence! Right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And like it's the the catch me outside girl who's making fifty mil a year, right? I mean, like Which she, she's the one who won Doctor Phil's. Like, why don't you, you catch, catch me outside? Catch me outside. Catch me catch outside. outside. And now she makes fifty mil a year on on OnlyFans, and that's great. If you you're the person that could get to that, I mean, good what luck. What is what is the trade off? You think you, for you someone who does her? the shortcut of just using their body or whatever, being like, yeah, I'm just gonna get naked in front of you for money do you think there's a, a karmic payback 100 percent, because it's it's the energy you put out 
And that energy attracts a certain type of person. And those are sharks. Like that, yeah. that energy you put out is blood in the water. That's who you're attracting. So like when we do our spiritual stuff, right? We don't get that kind of traction because it's a certain type of energy. What's her name now? Bad baby, B-H-A-D-B-H-A-B-I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad, ba bad, bad Barbie. Bach, 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 yeah. baby, bach, Cash me outside girl pays all cash for 6.1 million Florida Oh mansion. my God. She, she's not going to have any money left. And she's gonna be, I mean, that's gonna Johnny, be empty. That's one year. She'd be so empty. She made fifty mil. Unless it completely drops off the I next day. I wonder what cut they. Look wonder what cut the app takes. I mean, it's oh, just wow. a big house, man. Like it's cool, but well, at the end of the day, 20, she's not even twenty. Moment to she moment, she just turned eighteen. I can't remember what the quote was, but your life is a collection of what you're thinking about moment to moment. But, what is that girl's head filled with from moment to moment, do you think? Well, the sad thing is, like, is there anyone that could fill that head up with anything that's going to matter? Because, okay, listen, ultimately, much. I'm like, hey, man, you, you figured out the game. You figured it out. You made 50 mil, which in our society is a sign of success, right? I mean, she didn't steal it from people. Did she steal it from people? Did she go rob somebody? No. Did she sell drugs? Did she traffic people besides herself? She didn't do any of that, right? So let's go. She made it through a legal thing. There, there's a bit of winning on that, right? Tiny bit. Tiny bit. But now what? Exactly. Now, now what do you do with that? Are you listening to anybody? And, you know, there's some people that say that Cardi B plays a character, but behind closed doors is an assassin. Mm. What, is like a business that? person? You yeah. Mean? Okay. Assassin. How old is this girl? 21. No, 18. 18. She just turned 18 and she told everybody on her OnlyFans, um, when I'm 18, the day of, like the second I'm 8, 21, she posted videos and it was... Now, does she do like hardcore stuff? No, I don't think it's anything hardcore. Let's check in with her in a decade and see how happy no, she is. No, that is it. Like, you know? is she one of those people that wins the lottery and just crashes and burns. There's a way to do it, though, right? Where you do preserve your your sanity and 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 just walk in. You know, you retire early and do it. if you if you can keep it together and have a plan. But I, how many of these women have plans? You know, yeah, but or, who or guys. She, I mean, she literally was on Doctor Phil because she wasn't yeah. listening to anybody. Yeah, catch, catch her parents. Right so I was just gonna say it really depends on her mentors because it, you know it is told. told I do, I do believe a lot of these people are playing a character, an act. And it totally depends on their mentors. Once they have it in the bank, what do you do next? Yeah, but who and, do you listen to when they when you've made more money than they have? But think the big, about it as a kid mentality. I'm not like, going to listen to you. I made like, more money than you. You know, a great That's example a kid is Taylor Tomlinson, right? The comedian. Like I met her when she was 19 years old, and like we would talk, and I would text her, I'd see her, and I would give her some like my my view of like how what she should do and all that stuff. But where she's at. I never got to that. Now, my career has gone a different way. Well, I, I like meeting with suits, doing all that stuff was never my thing. I have no advice for her for what she's doing, where she's going. I have life advice, but not career advice. Yeah, but I'm doing the same thing, man. I mean, like at the end of the day, if you have, your bank account is full, but your heart is empty, who wins? Yeah. Sam, no, your heart's that, full. That's the thing, man. You have two full. beautiful kids. You, you're hustling more than anybody I know. I, I know that like the spiritual work you're doing is actually making a difference on the person that's inside you. That, that's what I meant by mentors. I'm not talking about financial mentors. Yeah, I'm talking about at the end of the day, these people crying themselves to sleep. But because take, how many times have you seen this story in Hollywood? Everybody wins. They get all everything, and then you know they flush it because they couldn't handle what it meant spiritually to cruise around 
because they're still going to have their family members die. They're still going to have, they're, they're not going to be able to buy their way out of the hardest moments in life. And when those hardest moments come and they've been prepared and to have everything be cushy around them with money, they're going to seem even harder because they're still going to lose their family members. They're still going to have, you know, challenges with deciding whether or not life is worth it at different moments, which are totally normal stations to go through in life, I believe. I think it's normal. But if you're, tr if you're taught and tricked to believe that that's not normal and then all of a sudden it happens to you, you magnify how bad it is psychologically. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they're just going to... I mean, like, I, I mean, like, dude, we know her energy. Like, I don't know. I mean, I would, uh, again, we're not wishing anything bad Heck on no, anybody, no right? We want her to do well. I mean, she's done nothing to us. And there are some people that get really angry at that because they think there's like, you got to do this the more traditional way. And she, again, she figured out the game and she won at it. But what we're talking about is like, who's coming in now to your life? Like, dude, the sharks are swimming. The sharks are swimming on an 18-year-old girl right now. And does she have anyone to go, that dude who's got a million face tattoos probably isn't the guy you want to let in right now. I'm, and then people are like, what's wrong with face tattoos? I don't know, man. I walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Everyone's got face tattoos that are like sleeping outside or outdoor people, right? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong. I've been thinking about getting neck tattoos of my daughter's names because I just... In case you forget them or something? In case I just, because I'm just a, a, a completely crazy person. But but this is what we're talking about. And then something I want, I feel like we need to get in with you is like, who are you letting in? Yeah. What is the energy you're letting mm, in? Yeah. What entities are you letting in? And like, we've talked about this on the show. It's like, booze, liquor is spirits. Dude, do not tell me people. I've been in AA for you know, I'm blessed to have uh, a year and a couple, uh, like a year and almost nine months, right? I'm, I'm very blessed. Um, but I've been in, in AA for like 15 years. And I've seen people come in as boozers and cokeheads. And now we're seeing the crystal meth people coming in. Mm. And they are like affected. Mm. What do you mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean? Destroying they, them physically or mentally or what? Mentally. Okay. They are like, they are possessed. They like can't come back. Like they're not, it's Some of them, it's like Dean Del Rey is like, sometimes that, that rubber band doesn't snap back. Like yeah. he, has, he talks there, about right? a friend yeah. of his that just kept doing speed too long and it just never snapped back. Interesting. And you see that and it's like possessed. Like what are you letting in? What energy are you letting in? This is a great, a great point. And not to jump, not to tangentialize too much i don't even We're, know what that means but i don't i may have don't just do, made that word up do too much. not to go onto a tangent uh, immediately but like where do you think ideas come from because what does it mean to have gone too far so that you can't keep your stream of consciousness flowing in such a way that you can use it to compose a beautiful life i mean we, we all have ideas that pop into our head one of the best analogies i heard for this was you're standing at the side of a highway and there's a stream of ideas going by and you have to choose which ones you latch onto. Huh. And maybe these substances diminish your ability to actually consciously choose those. And they start choosing you. Yes. You know? That's so interesting. David Lynch has a very similar analogy when he, because he likes to talk about abstract things like where ideas come from. And he talks about it like a river. And, yeah. you know, you're fishing for ideas. And you just have to put your mind in the state where you can receive them, you know, and be clear. And I think what those drugs, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, but they kind of, they, they, hijack your mind and, and 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 put it on like a tin right so it's just like yep. redlining the whole yep. time yep and everything else falls to the side and then you can't snap back 
and have you let these entities in permanently? I mean, you watch these people walk around. They're like, like that looks like possessed to me, man. You're so right, dude. I I mean, it's. I totally agree. There's there. A lot of people will agree that your brain is an antenna. We're we're. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would never pretend to know what we're receiving, but we're definitely receiving something. We all have a stream of consciousness that we're listening to, paying attention to. You know, I'm an artist. I create art. If I if I write a piece of music frequently, pretty much every single time, I don't feel like I did it. I feel like I allowed it to come through me, channeling. Ever you hear this yeah. with, with great musicians? Dreams, dude. Paul McCartney yeah. got yesterday from a dream. He woke up with the melody in his head. Where, so dude, what is that? I once did that with my uh, seven stages of grief of shitting your pants. That's a true story. <laughs> what? I literally woke up and I, oh my God, seven stages of grief of shitting your pants. And I, it wrote itself. Yeah. I've had that happen with different things before. It, but yeah, I mean, and, and he, he was so sure. He was like, oh, this melody is amazing. It, it had to be some old thing from when I was a child. And he went around and just asked everybody he knew. He's like, have, have you heard this before? And none of, none of you know, and he wrote yesterday. No, I, I, I told you. amazing? Do you think that is that where uh, sleep on it comes from? Just sleep on it? Yeah. Just sleep on it. Yeah. You'll get an idea. You'll know what you'll want in the morning. Maybe if you sleep on it, it'll come to you. I think in psychology, they call it insight. Is what they, when, when things kind of pop in like that. I would tell you my best jokes I never wrote. They just came to me fully formed. I and, believe it. You know, and I just like played out in my head. I do talk to myself constantly. And that's just something that half the reason why I did drugs was to turn that off, you know. But it's just, it's why I have seven podcasts. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know. Here's the definition of insight from psychology. Uh, it's, it's related. Insight occurs when a solution to a problem presents itself quickly and without warning. So how many times have you had a problem in your life and then you kind of change gears and think about something else for a while and then bam, the answer, you know, just appears in your brain. Isn't that, oh, yeah, where does that come from? What if, totally. what if you put yourself, sorry, Sam, what if you put yourself in a state to make yourself more receptive? What like if you med- have an meditating? active, med- or, well, mine's trail running. Oh, okay. Whenever I have a problem, I go for trail run. And, and So is that like a flow state, would you say? Yes, because your, bo- your physical body is occupied, huh. and your mind is sitting there, and it's, you know, the number one thing you have to overcome is the quit running, stop, this is painful, stop yeah. running. The minute you learn to overcome <laughs> that and get into the exercise. Resistance, right? Yeah, yeah and then, then your mind is like, I don't know, it's in a different state where the but physical no body is occupied. Right? Mm, depends. I really do like electronic music when I run. Oh, but there's no, Wordless, there's no though, right? words to it. Usually, no words. Yeah, usually yeah. when I try to, try to try to clear my brain, it's either no music or that shit where it's just like audio or just yeah. techno or like a zump. Yeah, but yeah. So it's like classical music when I would yeah. do schoolwork and stuff. This is something I hear though, and I've I've heard a lot of people talk about this to occupy the physical body so that yeah. the mind can take a break from from the body for a while. I buy that and think about the problem. Steve Jobs used to do, go on these long walks. It was his favorite thing, you know, to to problem solve on long walks. Now I'm not saying he's some great ideal person, but you know that's a classic example of that. I I, I do that a lot. I love walking. And thinking. I love walking. Yeah, I love best. walking my dog. I love, yeah, I love it all. Croft Maga. On the farm, dude, it's the best. You, you gotta, if, if you ever get a chance to just live in the country for a while, dude, and go on these long walks in the forest. Uh, that's the stuff, goal, bro. That's the best, man. Just get out in nature. That's the goal. It's wonderful. That's the and goal. Not, not the park on the hill either. That's not nature. That's a, <laughs> that's a little cutout that they've allowed us to have. You know, this dusty ass no, I agree. hill that they let I us agree. climb. I agree. I agree. Yeah, man. It's, it's like, what are you letting in? What are you listening to? What are you talking to about? What are you consuming? 
It's like a human zoo, that Griffith Park. It's just, I mean, it's... I, I also heard, I heard Tony Robbins once say that motion equals emotion. So if you think about a person who has, like, a, you know, a person who's not in a great headspace, how do they hold their body? Huh, yeah. What's a slacker? Their, their shoulders are slumped. Yeah. They're, they're not, you know, what does a super motivated person look like? You know, generally they're... Shoulders back. They're, they're ready to rock. Yeah. You know, same thing is true with the physical body. If you're, if you're sitting around your house, just like laying on the couch, thinking about how much your life sucks, which is easy to do when things go wrong. If, if you just get up and go for a walk, mm. you know, there, there really is a, an undeniable component of physiology related to emotion. Yeah, and that's why COVID fucked everything up. Exactly. Yeah. Sunlight, too, is a big part of it, I think. It's just I mean, that, and so now you think about that. And they're just like, oh, yeah, uh, the, the CDC recommends you don't go outside. Just think about that. Without any science whatsoever. Based on what? And like some of the smartest people I know <laughs> just bought it hook, line, and sinker. And it's just like, it's like, like Bill Burr, right? Like is the funniest guy. His ability to critique society and, and pop culture A free is thinker. unparalleled. Bought the CDC hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Just hook, line, and sinker, dude. And was even like mentally bullying other people who did it, who questioned him. <clears throat> it's like that's how powerful that PSYOP was. And now they have Fauci stepping down today. Is that really? Yeah, he today? resigned. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and dude, I mean, you saw the CDC now just completely pivoted and they're like, the the requirements now if you get exposed are the same for people who have been vaccinated and the people who haven't been vaccinated which tells you that there was no point to getting vaccinated at all if they're treating 100%. everybody the exact same now they just they quietly slipped that one out though that well last it's not quietly everybody saw it but but you but they did there was no press conference or anything it was just like oh we're gonna amend the guidelines so him and his wife now his wife's super interested. Do you ever see who his wife is? No. Will you look up who Fauci's wife is? So Got they're it. they're releasing the pressure on the valve, right? They're walking everything back a little bit. Yes. Hoping we forget. Yes. So the next time they can walk walk it further. But look up who she is. Like find out her name and like what Oh, they, she owns him. You can tell. She Yeah, but they him. but but they they're like a one two punch. Like Christine Grady. Dr. Christine Grady. She runs some kind of corporation or agency nope. that Fauci has to deal directly with. Reminds me of the shining Grady. I just I want to make sure we talk about zombies after this. No, we're zombies. getting into all yeah. that. <laughs> did you ever did you want to talk about Google and the old ones? Did you have something to say about that? It's so that? funny, man. We always do this too. We we we, we launch with a plan. We're gonna talk about There's Pythagoras a right today. There full I, know. Of a plan. I have I have my whole my notes. <laughs> right, let's get into it. No, 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 but, but you know what though? There's so much value in letting conversations flow organically, well, man. I, one thing we do, we have so many people on here that we have an A to Z conversation. Yes. That occasionally I like to just talk it, this, dude, have you I, noticed this happens more though when the guest is in the studio and you can kind of sense their energy and, and it's yeah, a lot easier to jump yeah. into the conversation but it's also it like around. i have a personal relationship with maverick yeah. i can just conversate with someone i don't know like they i want to and they talk about something i'm not familiar with it's like i need a i need a game plan because i can't just vamp sometimes i don't know your energies so with uh, Maverick, I know his energy. Like we've Look done her. a billion podcasts. Look together. at that haircut. But where does she work at? She works at somewhere where oh the, the Department NIH. of Bioethics. Look at NIH. NIH Clinical Center in the Department of Bioethics. The the dude who ripped apart puppies, his wife works in <laughs> the Department <laughs> of Bioethics. She's the head. Main one. I mean, like, what do you make of that? 
I make it is like the fix is in. It's corruption. There's like they just have to press one valve and everything just goes click 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 click. Yeah, it's a plinko. It, it really is. It's Both sides of the coin. They're covering it. It's like they have it. All, you know. But here's my my biggest problem because there's a lot of people that are waking up to this that are still like trying to be like, well, you know, they they weren't sure. I go, here's the problem with that. People like me and my community, the truther community, we've been saying this is all bullshit. And everything they're to admitting to now, we openly talked about was going to happen and is happening and was happening. So it's not like they, they uh, how we didn't know. No. Yeah. You did know. Not to say I told you so, but we told you so. You yeah. But, but, but it gets into like, like Dick Cheney is going to die of natural causes at some point. That to me is a giant tragedy in life, <laughs> in the world. Yes, he's going to come back and blow donkeys in Tijuana. Okay, that's what's going to happen. But the truth is, it's just like that. That shouldn't be happening. We should have accountability. Like Tim Dillon's rant on on Joe Rogan, which was about how all these politicians who bet on covid yeah. before covid came out all still have their jobs he's 100 percent correct yeah if this was not if this was germany they'd be hanging all these reporters who lied to us that's absolutely right and this is where idaho comes in because they are pushing back more whereas in this state these people are so rich that again, they don't feel the consequences of their actions. A lot of it has to do with being self-reliant. And in Idaho, people are farmers. They have to get up every day. They have to go make sure the animals are fed. They have to get on the tractor. They have hard, challenging lives. So when someone comes in and says, hey, we have your best interests at heart, and we're going to tell you how to deal with this. They go, you know what? I've already been dealing with it. I don't need advice. I've already been in charge of my own life. I'm sovereign. Yeah. Being sovereign is a huge thing. We, this this ties everything together. Even people who are mean, well-meaning have a, have a default. We're raised in our country to have a default to defer to authority. To say, okay, this authority figure, they know best. You know, if an EMT shows up and starts treating somebody medically, you're going to let them do it. You're not going to jump in and be like, actually, I know how to perform an tra emergency tracheotomy. Let me do it. Okay, that's a dramatic example. But it Unless extends you stayed at a Holiday Inn the night before, apparently. <laughs> you know exactly what you're doing. What's that reference? Hold on. You remember every time it's like, oh my God, you doctor? No, I stayed at the Holiday Inn last Oh, that's night. right. That's right. That Holiday Inn Express. Yeah, yeah it's my bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> it matters. So sorry. Well, I mean, that, the reason that whole bit works in that commercial is because it's exactly what I'm saying. Like, we, you know, we're taught to defer to authority. And right now, we are, in my opinion, as a species, experiencing a kind of evolution with our access to information where. We might be as informed as whoever this happens to be speaking to us about whatever thing. Yes. You know, and, and like maybe I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to take over the roles of brain surgeons, but certainly like a doctor doing family, you know, family medicine, you're, you're not necessarily going to take his advice no matter what. You might go find, get a second opinion. You might go to the internet and research the shit out of something and decide, hey, you know what? I think the downsides to whatever treatment they're recommending are not, are, you know, they outweigh the upside. Uh, I agreed, and that's the whole thing. You're not a doctor, right? You're not a doctor. You don't have the, uh, you know, whatever accreditation from the from the magic group that makes the certificates, and that's kind of falling away now in a weird way. 
Listen, you don't have to be a doctor, okay, if you study history. Like, you know, you're a non-academic historian, right? So if you studied Fauci, you would know his game plan. And you would know that he did what he did with COVID, they did with AIDS. It's the exact same, yeah. exact same playbook. And even more with monkeypox, right? Which is, I question whether that's real. We have the, this is gay Mecca over here. Yeah. There's not one gay bar that's shut down because of the monkeypox. Do you think it's just shingles rebranded? I think it's an extreme form of shingles that is flourishing because these people's immune systems are just destroyed by COVID, the vaccine. And on top of that, they're doing poppers and they're doing and they're they're uh, doing like hardcore drugs. They're shooting hardcore drugs, which is annihilating an already annihilated immune system. So we're seeing these insane monkeypox. Now this guy with the rotten nose, I don't know how much of that's real. Like, you know what he said? Like, dude, it is Eddie Bravo oh, is, is that's gross. Jesus. Eddie yeah. Bravo is really right. What they're doing right now is the same thing that they did, right? With the COVID uh, uh, and all the Asian people falling down. They're creating the the Hysteria. the yeah, okay? But they're also if you go, oh man, it's it's. You remember at first it was like, oh dude, it's it's mostly just affecting the Asians, and everyone's yeah. like, okay, that's yeah, yeah, bad. no, this you're absolutely right. But but as Eddie says, it creates a, a, a validity. It's called now a presupposition. Yes, you in order to have this discussion at all, yeah. you have to presuppose the that, foundational concept, and the foundational concept is that it's real. Yes. If I go, hey, when are you going to stop beating your wife? Yeah. There's no good answer to that because yeah. you can't say why uh, the presupposition is that you beat your wife. Yes. Yes. And so by saying, oh, we got to help this gay community because they're they're just being affected so badly, even though you're not part of that community, yeah. the presupposition is that That's whatever is real. affecting them is real. Is real. When I heard you guys talk about that, that was totally on point. Dude, he's just totally to, right. It'll go to kids, your dog. Yeah, the cat. That's what as long they as do. they can get it in the door and have you accept it as something that's a reality, then they then they they bring it its effect to you later. One hundred percent. That's what they've done with that. That's what they've done with all this. The the Asians falling down. That was creating. Oh, it's real, but it's only affecting Asians. Right. So we're all cool now with monkeypox, just like AIDS. Oh, dude, it's just a gay disease. Oh, I got a woman got it. Now everybody. Now you already believed it was real. Now you can believe that you get it. It's all set up and that's how you know that's how i knew that they were lying about all this shit because i we all knew fauci lied about aids before and azt and then you find start finding out about remdesivir right and again it's the exact same game plan yeah. and then they always give it to an, a famous person magic johnson got it first yeah oh, and he's that, why'd it. he live because someone loved yeah. him and pulled him aside going get off azt that's what's killing people. And he listened to them. And that's why he's giving blood over there, right? Yeah, there's a picture of him giving blood. You're like, come on, dude, they're serious? fucking with you, dude. They're fucking with you. But the point is this. Rendezivir was an Ebola drug that was killing people. 50% of the patients it gave to right. died. So why are they giving it to people still? Oh, because they wanted the COVID numbers up. And you'd see all these videos going, they're killing people with, with, they're giving drugs to kill people. And everyone's like, whatever, it's COVID. No, it's remdesivir. That's how they were killing people. I mean, what are your thoughts on chemotherapy? 
I think it's I think that's another way of just like killing people and to make money off of healthcare, which is actually death care. You know, do you know the word iatrogenesis? No, what is it? The word iatrogenesis. Johnny, would you mind pulling this up? Spell it for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know we're fuck. fucked when Johnny needs help. Yeah. So. I, I, I'm, I I here, a, I'm, I'm, I'm actually shooting in the dark here. I-A-T-R-O-G-E-N-E-S-I-S. Iatrogenesis. The definition is a condition that results in death that is created by, by a medical intervention. Harm brought forth by a healer or any unintended adverse patient outcome because of a healthcare intervention not considered the natural course of the illness or injury. You know, this is the number three cause of death in our country. 100%. And it might be as high as number one. And they actually, this looks like they changed the definition by a healer. Like they're trying to say, oh, no, we're not the medical institution, a healer. That's why we're trying to get rid of all this homeopathic stuff. Like, you know, pull up, open the wiki page if you don't mind, Johnny, please, sir. There we go. Yeah, look at this. It goes back to Greek times. I mean, it goes back forever. The idea is that our intervention into a natural system. My father was a doctor. That guy's got a sack on him. Look at that. <laughs> my dad was a doctor. I am not here to dismiss, you know, sacks. People who mean well and have good sacks. What I'm, what I'm saying is, I personally believe that just because we can do something doesn't mean we should. And I think, and I've heard a lot of doctors actually say this, the body, like medical, the reason we have medicine is so that we can allow the body to do what it naturally does anyway, and that is heal itself. So if we're removing a tumor, we're, we're trying to help the body do what it's already going to do, and that's heal from the tumor. But what no one ever talks about is what creates tumors. You know, we want to go on a cancer rant here. How do tumors grow? Why do they, why do they exist in the body? They have to be fueled somehow. Do you know how you find tumors in the body when, when, in, in medical science, Western medical science? If, if, you, if they know that you have a tumor in your body, you know how they find it? They take ah, sugar, yeah, sugar and they it's make it radioactive sugar. and they inject it into your body. Yeah. And it goes straight to the fucking tumors. I had to watch one of my best friends die of cancer this way. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you let them, first of all, inject radioactive sugar into your body where the guy who's injecting it is wearing a lead vest? Yeah. You know? And, you know, why isn't there a protocol to say, okay, we need to eliminate all the sugar in your body. Well, dude, you hear there, there is out. now. There are a lot of doctors now that are putting cancer patients of you know with certain types of cancer on ketogenic diets, and they're they're seeing great results with that. Apparently, sharks don't get cancer. The lowest cancer rates in North America are the Inuit, who, who are carnivores. Okay, and I didn't Carnival come here diet. to pitch a diet one way or the other. No I've been a, pitch. I've been a carnivore for five years, and I'll probably die from cancer next week just because don't I say did this. That, but I truly believe they have to eat something. Yeah. These, you know, and if you read medical history, you realize that, that when, when students were dissecting bodies, there used to be these things called tumor scars that they would examine. And it was where tumors grew within a body and the body later ate it because it didn't, ha you know, it didn't have enough fuel and it shrank. Tumor scars. That's yeah. Look up tumor. I mean, th this so, is so, real so stuff. So cancer lives off sugar? Well, listen, I'm not said. a doctor. This is not any medical No, but I've heard that. I yeah, mean, I I I you know what show yeah. you're on? Peter, yeah. Yeah, 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 listen, yeah, you got to give the disclaimers, but. It is my opinion that, uh, you know, the Western diet, what's it high in? Sugar. Oh, it's it, the worst. We're addicted. We, start, we started eating 60 to 70% less meat in the 1970s. Cancer rates doubled and tripled. Oh, they don't want you to eat meat. Like, so that's you're the, saying we should eat more meat? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Me personally? Yeah. What are you made of? Meat. Meat. 
and water. Doesn't that seem like simple, basic? Well, like, look what they did in the 90s when they convinced everybody that it was fat that was killing us. And sw- and, and then everything became high in sugar, low in fat from that it. point on. And fat is, your brain is 80% fat. Fat is required for your diet, okay? I got fat brains. Cholesterol, cholesterol. Healthy fats, healthy fats, too. Cholesterol is a precursor to testosterone. Why do you think they don't want us to have cholesterol? Mm. Eggs in the morning. That, yeah, why this this so myth that eggs you no are eggs bad in for the morning. you? Yes, that is that, that absolute blows. garbage. There's no science for that. The modern science on eggs that is the most bioavailable protein you butter can put in also, your mouth. I mean, like ghee. If you want to have ghee, clarified butter. Now, like, granted, we have oil. a problem with industrial farming. Absolutely. I'm not promoting industrial farming. This is, the that is not what we're talking about. I got into with Joe Rogan was about that. And how do you how do you feed this many people healthy? But the problem, uh, say, uh, humanely, okay. But the question is this. And we, we talked about it a little bit and we moved on, which is fine, but it's just like it's they're subsidizing these farmers. Have you Brent, have you driven through Nebraska? Yeah. What is it? It's miles and miles of corn. Yeah. An indigestible substance Grand. which goes right through your body. Okay, with that and we all know what, what it looks like when it comes out, just like when it went in. And it, you know, they make corn syrup out of it. Um, we're talking about like three Fuel. if you drive from here to New York, you drive from like three states that are nothing but corn. Our country's huge. There's plenty of open spaces. We could be farming ethically raised beef cattle everywhere. There's plenty of room. It's not a matter of space or resources They're at gonna all. They're going to fart more and then climate change. Dude, uh, I, like, <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to show love and respect on that, but like convincing people that we're getting warmer because of farting and burping of cows is just the most hilarious thing i've ever and they just do that what they do is they want to see what they can get away with us because they actually you ever see that meme of like reagan and and buffett laughing and they've turned into the uh, the lizard meme to the lizard the reptilian meme where they're like and then we got them to believe this Ah!" that's what they said with the person as eddie would say that guy who came up with the farting and the burping Cows got an island. Okay, that's yeah. that. you got. He got his own island because he could come up with the farting and the the cows are farting and burping. Is the is the reason? You're talking about this one right here, right? Yeah, that picture up there, right, right there, right. That's that's a taking a stab yeah, I told at trickle down the, economics, but <laughs> but I get what you're saying. It's that style of yeah, right. Like whoever came up with that. It, it why would they name to, this pox? Why are you? Why, why is it called monkey pox? That, that's not a very scientific-sounding name. This is, these are all psyops. They want it to be terrifying or too technical for you to understand. How could you possibly understand COVID-19? There's yeah. probably 18 other ones you don't understand to begin with. They either go with the overly technical aspect or the, or the uh, it came from a bat in a wet market. Yeah. You know, somebody fucked a monkey. You well, know? Then, have, I mean, have you ever gotten, I mean, there's a reason that, People should get second opinions. It's because doctors disagree all They're the time. Humans. They Listen, disagree with each other. I constantly. knew somebody who was a pediatrician. And I asked this person, why do you give newborn babies hep B shots, which is a party drug, you know, problem? Why? She said, I don't know. I know why. Because of botched circumcisions. A te- That's a technically unnecessary medical intervention. One hundred percent. So we already. So, so they don't so know it's because what? 
Because when they slice and dice, they slice it wrong, and there becomes an infection. But they don't do that to females, and they still no. They give gotta it the give. They give it to females because then if they only would gave be the male, it would be, be obvious. It would be obvious. Yep, it would be obvious why they were doing so it. So they're getting a free shot for no fucking reason. No, that's a, a weird way shot. to look at it. <laughs> well, not yeah, a free shot. Like, like, a bonus shot. Yeah, it's yeah. like well, it's I, not I, tequila, I bro. <laughs> the worst illness my son's had. They're getting. They're getting a whole chemical that they shouldn't. They shouldn't need at all. At all, because I can see why the male needs a better way to say it. They're being forced. A shot that they don't need. Needless, yeah. yeah. Completely unnecessary. Because the males, I guess it's kind of it's needed if, well, if you do get that done. I guess so. Because okay. shit could go. I wrong. think it's also that like pornography has made us think of uncircumcised dicks as really ugly. You're totally right. Hey, man. stop! I'm right here. Right? Oh, you got you got a snuff of love again? Yeah. Of course. Oh, hold on. This whole time, time you didn't know. This? I thought that. You didn't know this this whole time. I'm Mexican. I I'm really Catholics. Got him. Yeah. Snip. No. Uh-uh. You got snuff of love again? Yeah. Against. Yeah. Of course. Hold on. A Catholic stuff? Is that a Catholic thing? Yeah, I got the hood. I got Catholic. I was Catholic. Yeah, I thought they got it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Jews and Catholics got it. Do you have an uncircumcised? No. No. I'm cut. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me three. I didn't know you had a snuff of love again. That makes me throw up in my mouth. That's so I mean, bad. it's so oh, interesting too, though. You make a good point. Why? Why? Why do we think that? Like, there, there's a, like nature is not lazy. If we needed to wear a mask over our face, we would grow one. Yeah, we need if that were more protective, we would 100%. grow one. One hundred percent. The farther you get away you know? from nature, the more miserable you get. It's just the truth. Yeah. Who knows what? Like we're I got my from. appendix taken out, and I don't know. I I really worry about that. What that? What the so consequences of that will be? Your tonsils? Because I That's down yeah. here. You know, yeah. they say the, the modern science on the appendix is that it is meant to be a breeding ground for healthy bacteria, bacteria right? yeah. for your colon. Do you, do you supplement uh, because of that? Does that I don't. Um, I've, I've thought honestly, about man, it. When I switched to the carnivore diet, everything kind of normalized out. Well, when does it come out? I mean, when did you, do you get even that? Do green? Does it hurt? Did it hurt? Did you feel oh, pain? Oh, it was surgery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what I, led up to that, Johnny? Because I, I had mine out, too. What led up to that? I, I, I had, I was started feeling crazy, like, just, like, really spaced out. And I got, like, soreness, bottom right quadrant. And I, I mean, I knew that was appendix. And I went to the Dude, hospital. Right quadrant? I mean, what are you? It's <laughs> a, yeah. I, I'm a, <laughs> a fucking video game grid? It's what, it's what they call it. Oh, I, I'm really? a, Yeah, I'm a hypochondriac. I know all the medical terms. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was like, oh, that's appendix. And I went to the hospital and told him, yeah, my appendix is uh, inflamed. And they so were like, you told the doctor what was wrong? Yeah. And he was like, you're right, yeah. Because if, if it bursts, you got like little oh, chance die. of yeah. living, right? You can, like, you I know a person who the acid ate through his abdominal wall oh, and oh, put a hole oh, in it. That's yeah. gnarly. Wow. Like, think about it. If if the purpose of it is to grow healthy bacteria, then it's just like an oven. It's a cooker, right? Yeah, yeah. If you get something bad in there, it's also going to magnify whatever that bad bacteria is. Especially, and then if you're on a, what was your diet like at the time, Johnny? Oh shit, absolute shit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do any any research about diet at the time and, that, and i've completely changed that now but yeah it was just garbage you know sugar. my diet has changed that's a big reason why i've been able to lose some weight it's like it really is di- i am working out but it, it's just not eating breakfast lunch and dinner yeah. uh big meals i skip breakfast all of, I, mean, yeah. I never eat breakfast now. i can never. sometimes do one uh, meal a day but i if i'm gonna do two one has to be salad I'll, yeah, I'll do a meal and then a couple of little like small things. Now. Very little snacking. Do you Very. do green leafy vegetables at all, Maverick, or you you just completely meat now? No, I do. Okay, so I'm not crazy strict. I mean, food's delicious. I have a hard yeah, time with it hard. because I love. You know, last night I went out with some folks I hadn't seen in a while, some production designers here, and I, I had a piece of pizza, and I paid the price for it. What you do know? you mean? You blow out? Yeah, blew out this morning, and you could tell your like your body. You you feel 
puffy. You feel swollen. Yeah. There's inflamed. Yeah, it, like inflammation is the number one cause of disease in my I opinion. I believe it. And when I eat clean, healthy, either grass-fed or free-range meat, deer or something is the best. You know, you feel good. And the thing is, I eat on average one meal a day, and it'll be one to two pounds of meat. And then I, you know, if I feel like I have salad or vegetables or whatever, I I, I eat a lot of salads. I like it. No fruit. Um, nature's candy, man. It's sugar. How are you sourcing different your kind meat? of sugar? It's not though. different. You know, you wouldn't say it's different. They, they, most of our white sugars Fuck, in, in North America is made from beets. <laughs> you know, they make sugar out of beets. They make sugar out of cane. sweet potatoes, cane. Sugar, sugar. You know, how are you sourcing your meat? So do you have a, do you have a North Idaho? It's pretty easy to get grass-fed yeah. beef. You got like a local we're, guy we're, though, or we're a working with a butcher. We're gonna start working with a butcher on the show to uh, help people get. There are some awesome platforms to help people find ethically grown meat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we live in an uh, listen, abundant dude, society. Here's the whole dude. Thing. Yeah. It's just like it takes work. Yeah. Everything takes work. We're, you know, I mean, even the Catch Me Outside girl. I mean, there's <laughs> like. Yeah, had, food wasn't meant to be this easy. You weren't meant to drive up to a fast food place and then already have food well, ready. What are we looking at? Is that Thoreau? Is that Thoreau who uh, the greatest mistake? Well, I was going to show you this. Have you seen this? Oh, hold on. What are we getting here? It looks like a underground. Yeah, sort of, underground fridge. What, a natural refrigerator or something? Yeah, I guess you put it underground and it keeps uh, holds like 12 vegetables and stuff. This is the shit you need when shit, when shit hits the fan. When's that going to happen, by the way? Well, you know, again, dude, I mean, they've I'm been not talking about the end of the days forever. Well, That's yeah, what, thousands of years. They've I mean, always yeah. been talking about that. Now we have a grid that they can F with. Right. But I, again, I live in a world where there are there is energy. Like, who is that? Who's that you creeping on, bro? <laughs> Who are you creeping, creeping on? Uh, I, it. I turned away from it. I missed <laughs> Thank it. you, Johnny. Holy creeping, dude. Um, you know, you, everyone's talking about um, in the, this coming fall, like next month, all these uh, commodities market issues and supply of grain specifically. Yeah, Have you guys heard about this? Yeah, uh -huh. Well, you know, they, they, nobody's talking about supply chains with liquor. That's it. <laughs> Fentanyl. Like, if you think these supply chain stuff is a naturally occurring thing... You don't think 22 food production uh, places blew up naturally? Or <laughs> that, you know, you know, it's just ridiculous, dude. Yeah, okay, so what do we do? What's actionable? Do we bury food in our yard? Or do we develop actual relationships with people who grow food and That's figure what out what we can do. trade with them? Uh, you know, Jim Gale, I'm really into it. I'm just waiting to get the right place to have backyard to start growing food like he want, he, he can do in your backyard. That's what I'm working on. Are you going to stay in L.A.? You t I hear you talk about it a lot. Well, I mean, like I said earlier, there are. Pl I'm just addicted to this weather. Yeah. You know, and the politics is like, okay, you know, I just, if you don't engage into it, how much of it does it affect you, right? But... I have kids. That's where, it and they're like a couple years from have to go to school. So that that will be the big thing. That's why I left because I had a son, and I grew up on a farm. I wanted him to have a similar experience. I, I had a great time in LA. It's a great time if you don't have kids, mm -hmm. and then once the minute you have kids, it's terrifying because you're like, there's too many influences here that I have to control. Yes, and they'll never have a backyard unless you're like super like you could be balling. Like, I mean, yeah, it's just like, but do, do I want to spend my life protect. working so that my material possessions own me? Yeah. Or do I want to go buy something for a, you know an eighth of the cost and be able to go enjoy it? Well, I've been there, building there a treehouse compound for the last two really? years. A treehouse, oh, treehouse cool. compound, yeah. compound. 
Um, I like the word mean? compound. It just means that every building is a different thing. So like I have a treehouse that's a bedroom. I'm working on a treehouse that's a, a little, you know, bathhouse. The main building is like a, a library and- <laughs> Can Snuffleupagus so come yeah. over there? <laughs> you guys all need to come visit. You guys all need to come that up and visit. That sounds rad, dude. What? In fact, I've, I've been listening to you guys talk about meetups and going to some of these cool spots. And I've been, I've been to some cool spots lately just on this last trip. I was cruising down Highway 1 past the Esalen Institute, which has amazing history. And uh, on the trip before this, I went out to Lovelock Cave. There's a history of giants there. But if you guys do decide to do some kind of meetup, you need to tie in coming to visit me on it. We're gonna, I got to find out. But on the website, there is a meetup place. I'm just trying to find out where it is. It's kind of just a line right above the... I look forward to watching you guys develop this. Because I think it's a cool idea for people in the tribe to get their meat bodies together. Yeah, people need that. People they need really do. fellowship, right? I mean, it's, I just gotta figure where it is. I think that's one of the biggest things that churches offer. One of the biggest things that churches yeah. offer is that it's it's actual community fellowship. Yeah, community. And, and you know, somebody was just talking about Joe Rogan was kind of talking about how Christianity is so like just beaten up by everybody. You never go in on Judaism. You never go in on is Islam and. Not that I'm saying you should go in on that, but why is everybody okay with going in on Christianity? That's the interesting question. Yeah, it's socially acceptable. I mean, it's well because what are the ramifications? None. Like with Judaism, you get called anti-Semitic, and people get really angry at you. Are they and just? Then the, with, is it because they're just a big kid on the block in the West, though? Who? Christianity. Because it's the biggest religion over here. So aren't they like just a big kid up, on the block? Is that is that no, I mean, like, aren't, aren't we just attacking whoever happens to be biggest? Like, if Islam was the biggest here, don't you think we'd go after them more? I think the reason people don't go after Islam is because they think they're going to get Salman Rushdie. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they, they have a habit of punishing, in other words. Yeah. Well, you know, it's super interesting because you have this kind of, you know, Andrew Tate says he believes the only religion in the world is Islam because it's the only thing that hasn't changed. Like it's mm. it's sat that's not true. on its thing. That's his belief. Not, I mean, I I don't care what anybody's religion is as long as you don't hurt people, in particular children. Uh, you live your life. I'll live mine. I have zero problems with you. Uh, again, I'm a spiritual guy. Um, but a lot of the the views of Islam are based off of. Um, now, am I saying it's perfect or any religion is perfect? I, you, can, you can comb through any religion and find some serious flaws into it, okay? And, you know, I know I'm going to get people go, well, Islam says this and Islam says that and Islam does this. And I'm like, well, I mean, the United States, which, you know, George Bush used to cite Christ and Jesus all the time and God, right? Am I wrong? No, you're so right. Right? I mean, you had that one, you had that one uh, general going, you know, I know my God is, uh, uh, you know, you remember that? And that's not, again, that's nothing to do with Christianity. That has to be people using the name Christianity to co-sign on their bullshit. Yeah, imagine using Christ, the name of Christ to, to, to right? start a war. You know what I mean? It's just It's like madness. unbelievable. I mean, but they did it historically stuff, yeah, throughout course, Europe forever. Yeah, yeah the, I mean, the done crusades. all the time. But like, is that God? Is that God doing that? Or is that people using the name of to co-sign on their bullshit? 
the Prince of Peace wants us to go and kill these people. One hundred percent, right? So it's like a lot of the stuff. Our view of Islam is through this lens that where the the military industrial complex has made us not want to like them, so that we could go and annihilate them. Now people go, hey man, there's no go zones in Europe where things get really shit for sure. Wait, what? What do you mean by that, though? What's There's the just point areas in Europe where, like, you can't go and you talk to. But people. how is that a point? I, what What are they meaning by saying that? What are they? Trying Why to are they say? those zones? Those zones are supposed to be for Muslims only. And oh, if radical. you go They're in like there, super radical. Yeah, like, it's super, super radical. radical. It's okay. intense. But it's like. There's a bill. I'm like, I'm not trying to justify anybody's actions. I'm just saying mm. every group has crazies. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. And if you look at like what we did in the Middle East, we annihilated their peaceful leaders and replaced them with radicals. What do you think about this argument, though, that in Islam, the main, the average person who identifies as a Muslim is going to be, is more, is, is, likely to be okay with with killing people who draw the profit you know what i mean like they're they, they've done these like and i know you don't believe in polls but pretty expansive polls where they find that the average muslim is like yeah you know salman rusty probably needs to get a knife in the eye you know what i mean what do you isn't that a isn't that concerning i i that is concerning and i'm not would never sit here and tell you that that isn't concerning but i also know that you know the lead up to the you know uh iraq war like there's a (laughs) lot of christians that were fine with the what became the genocide of that area there's no easy answers on this but but because listen dude there's always going to be extremes in everything and maybe you're saying that the majority of those aren't extremes though i know i know but most of the muslims i know aren't like that but again i'm not sitting there saying that that they don't have flaws i think organized religions are built to have flaws so we can't argue this one versus that one because in reality it's like it's all hinduism and beyond that it's spirituality and they're also brainwashed to hate us. Well, we're brainwashed yeah. to hate them. So that's the same my, way. Yeah, that's the same my way view the same of Israelis. Yeah. That is like you talk to the average Israeli, what they say about like Palestinians. <sighs> like you see, like Abby Martin. I love Israelis. I know a lot of Israelis. I live with a Jew. Love them. Yeah. But they have been brainwashed to think these people want to annihilate them. So when you have an Israeli, like um, an Israeli uh, politician going, uh, Palestinians are dogs. Nobody goes, hey, dude, you can't talk about that because they're encouraged to think like that because it causes friction. Yeah. So you can have it. You can have a jihadist. You can have a Muslim thinking you should be stabbing people for a drawing. Like well, that's I, ridiculous. I, mean, I think I have a poll here. Like half of all British Muslims. This is like a modern country. Think that homosexuality should be illegal. Yeah, but Which I mean, how many like American illegal, Christians though. think like, that go, people should be in jail for being gay? I'm not gonna. I'm not sitting here telling you that 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 there aren't flaws. But what sure. is what what is that though? What are, what are the answers? You know what I mean? Is it? My, I think to me, it's it's not keeping things separate. I think we got to integrate more. You know, just bring more. Well, I've always out. said that. I think we should have more integrate dialogue, what? How more do you mean? talking, more Society, like cultures. You know, and and like you know, I think culture is a. I, I don't know. I, yeah, but what, the, do you, but, what do you think about this idea of selling? Because it used to be that we would kind of sell the Western ideal. That was the thought that yeah, we would go over there and yeah, sell them this yeah. Western ideal, and that they would take to it and they would leave their their primitive ways behind, you know. And we would, 
improve their but that clearly didn't work i mean that didn't work right you well, say? because people don't like being told how they have to live their life, right? And, like, there's so much of what we, we've... Like, we have controlled the narrative. I mean, let's go back. Like, was Islam founded by the British royals? There's a real discussion about that. And then we get in the... Why is Queen Elizabeth related to the Prophet Muhammad? There's a real discussion in that. So, like, when, when we had Rob Bernstein on and we're talking about the Talmud and we're pointing out these things that sound fucking nuts. And he's like, well, that's just a joke. I go, well, yeah, I get that. But do you see how people on the outside wouldn't know that's a joke or think that's a joke? But that's all done purposefully to get us all to fight with each other. So I'm not sitting there telling you Christianity's yeah. perfect or 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 uh, Islam is perfect or or Judaism is perfect. I think there's they, they were structured that the, the pure form was taken and, and and changed to cause fighting with each other. They've been perverted for sure. It's not for even a sure. question. What do you, what is the apocrypha? Forty eight missing books from the original Hebrew Bible. But Why it, are they not in there? Is even the, the, the Quran, the original Quran, from what I'm told, it's not the original Quran. That they change it. And then like the Prophet Muhammad, again, the book is written after the person that the, it's based Hundreds up. of years later. With Jesus, it's hundreds of years later. With the Prophet Muhammad, it's like 80 years later. It's still a game of telephone. I mean, if they wanted us to have books, why didn't they write books themselves and leave them behind? Yeah. This is the whole thing I talk about with a lot of Christians. It's like... And I have nothing against it. I was raised Christian. I'm not ripping on any organized religion here. But it is interesting. How do you raise a child? Do you just leave a book and say, like, there's the book. You figure it out. Or do you come back as a father figure and say, I'm going to mentor you all the way through this process? If, if, if there was a God, for example, just as a thought experiment, would he just sit back like a bad dad and say, oh, you figure it out? I left you a book. Sounds like my, some of my homies that are dads. Right? Is that a good dad? <laughs> that's not what a good dad does. I, I, that's my that's my biggest thing right there. It's just like this, this like pre, how they present God as this like we're testing you. I don't I don't see that. That's not what a good dad does to his but children. Maybe I'm wrong. I see God as loving, and again, this this is a realm where you are here for to learn karma. And through God, all things are possible. And I say that, and sometimes I have a weird, visceral weird reaction to it because I have most of my life rallied against that and how ridiculous that idea is. And I, now I totally believe in it. And it's like really helped me deal with my anxiety in life. You know, it's like I used to get really, lately I've been going on stage and just having wonderful sets because I no longer overthink it. Uh, and this is like, I mean, when I say recent, I say like a month ago. Right. Yeah. I've been I had a conversation with Birch Driver talking about retro causality and it's kind of changed my life. And you know, I'm reading this book and it's like if you believe that the outcome isn't going to work out, then that's worshiping two masters. Hmm. Right? And it gets like, you know, because we live in this kind of thing where we've grown up or in, you know, with with science and all this stuff and you want to believe that, you know, that there's a God, you know, the notion that, it, you know, there's a God that's always watching out after you kind of goes against everything we're taught in life. And that, to me, that's done on purpose. 
And the farther you get away from nature, the farther you get away from God, the, the more and more you just get miserable and things don't work out and you start just focusing on all the wrong things, my humble opinion. It also does seem true that if you don't put work in, it, does, it nullifies any concern that a, the, some, any spirit could have for you. Because it, there's no possible way you're going to succeed if you don't put effort in. It's a, you know, no one's going to pick you up and walk you through the process. You know? And I think that's, again... Oh, I've been saying this. I think that's what, why they put out the secret to make people, yeah. like just just to really demonize the the you know the law of attraction, which is like oh dude you don't got to do anything you just say it and it all works out and just sit there and wait and checks will show up and I'm like I don't think that's how it works. Well, it's like they're taking out the most important component, the chase. Yeah, you you can, it's not that you just write your goals down every day. Is that when you're finished writing them down, you spend the entire day chasing them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude. There's so many people I know that the vision board is the thing they're doing. Yeah, to, yeah to, they to just focus on yeah. that. Yeah. It's like, no, dude. You got to go to work. What did you do? I, I, I mean, I cut out a bunch of pictures of a magazine yeah. of a guy with a nice car. Yeah. <laughs> and crush it on Madden. <laughs> yeah. You don't think those are like half people that watch those help self people? I'm like, you just watched the book. You didn't do nothing he said. Yeah. You bought the book, read it, and that was it. That shit was going to happen from reading the book. This is one of the things, the issues I have with organized religion is like, I, I do I do tend to believe that we need some kind of operating system. And it does, it does seem to be one of the better ones to give us a moral code of some kind, to help us build character and what we believe in and stand up for choices we need to make. But I, one of the mistakes I see people making, and I made it for a long time when I was younger, is thinking that like, I didn't have to do anything past that. It's exactly what we're talking about. Like... Well, the book's all the answers. I just, I have the book. I don't actually need to apply what it says in there. If you, you know, there are versions of the Bible, for example, where everything Jesus says is like in red. If you read just that and get rid of all the other stuff in there, that's some profound knowledge. It's a radical document if you do that. Yeah, yeah it's a, that's some profound knowledge. So there's there's Bibles where you can just get what Jesus said. Well, it's in red is what he's saying. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I, do you have one of those, Johnny? Uh, yeah, yeah. I grew up with one. Yeah. yeah, so did I. And if, if you just take that out, you realize how much perversion there is around what oh, he actually time. said. Yeah, because it's just like, love your brother, honor your parents. You know, it's very, the very simple rule, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really simple stuff. And it's clean. And what it can't be misinterpreted. You really want to know? I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Deus Rex bloodline? No. Okay. Johnny, will you, will you yeah, honor me? Yeah, right here. Will you honor him? Will you honor me by fulfilling this request? <laughs> That's the best way anyone's ever asked Johnny to pull something <laughs> oh, out. Johnny, honor me. Okay, so the Deus Rex bloodline is an idea in some esoteric mystery schools that Jesus actually had children... And that bloodline exists. And one of the biggest conspiracy theories is that one of these, you know, 23 Susan and Me. Bradford talks about the this 23 and Me testing is to figure out who those people are. No, oh, you're lying. Whoa. Damn, that was a hammer I just dropped in here. Oh, <laughs> really, dude? I mean, I don't Government know what's real. Like, I don't know what's real. But who's trying to find I don't know what's real, but this is the kind of things I uncover. Okay. Maybe. But the, the De is this the right one? Deus Rex? Yeah. Jesus Bloodline, Proposition of Lineal Sequence of Descendants. Okay, so there's an amazing book out there by Dr. Raymond Bernard, and it's called The Secret Life of Jesus the Essene. And in this book, 
He he was, if I'm not mistaken, one of the original translators of some of the Dead Sea Scrolls. In this book, he refers to several other scrolls that were found in separate places far away, and they put forth the proposition in this book that Jesus was an amalgam of three people, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus of Bethlehem, and Apollonius of Tyana. And that's one potentiality. Or the second is, and this is the one that ties into this, as an alchemist, okay, they put him into a coma on the cross. That's why he seemed to Ooh. die for three days. They gave him herbs, whatever. They paid the soldier to stab him in the side to not kill him. Talk about the ultimate false this flag, okay? Yeah. So this this Dr. Raymond Bernard puts forth the proposition that they intentionally did that to get some sympathy from the Romans for the Jewish people because the Romans were really beating them up. And they were like, okay, well, let's let's create a false flag, essentially, where they can have this dude, they can hang him up in front of everybody, we'll make it look like he's dead, and then we'll revive him, we'll put him in a basically a cataleptic state where he's, you know, you can't, it looks like he's dead, but then we revive him three days later, and according to this history, or this, you know, I don't know, potential narrative, he took off to India after that. And he had a daughter named Sophia, and this is why the word Sophia in esoteric mystery schools is associated with the, with the concept of knowledge. As in, in the word philosophia, philo being lover, Sophia being knowledge, lover of knowledge. So this is just one of the things I came across. It's pretty fascinating. So but if you want to go down a really crazy, you only had one kid in, in the story. Just there's multiple narratives. There's there's narratives. He had multiple kids, and there's there's narratives. He just had one. This idea that he survived crucifixion that was fascinating. I mean, it it, it explains well, how it, he yeah. walked again three days later, reappeared to rather than him. being a zombie. Yeah. I mean, which one's more plausible? 100%, bro. <laughs> it's like, what do you want to believe? He died, came back, did or they, did he they have the science? Up. They did put they, him in a coma with herbs. Did they have the science to put him in a coma? Is that, Absolutely. that, is that doable back then? Absolutely. It's yeah. just as much of a miracle, really, though, surviving a crucifixion. I mean, that's... I mean, it, if it, was, if it happened the way they said it happened, but, like, how do we know what really happened? Maybe he was up there for the afternoon. Yeah. We, I mean, we're talking about thousands of years ago. This is like the Vinci Code, though, right? It's a, it, but it's interesting, right? Because, and this is another point I wanted to talk about today. There is a ton of esoteric history and knowledge that's hidden in fiction because you can present it in fiction as yeah. something that's, you know, ridiculous. Oh, it's just a book. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. But now you're not going to be, you know, chased around and put in jail for it because you're right. not saying this is exactly what happened. Right. So, you know, the Da Vinci Code's been... They've given that guy a hard time because he made some stuff up. But there's also some stuff in there that has historical value. And you're like, okay, well, that's we interesting. Got, what do we got? Well, I'm not an expert on Da Vinci Code. This is why I wanted to come in here and talk about the Necronomicon. Get, but there's another it. book called The Cabal of the Westford Knight, which I recommend, which talks about the Templars being the people who actually discovered North America. You know? So there's all these crazy... Yeah, that's an, another amazing book I recommend. So if, if you're... I, I've bought half the books that you've talked about on the show. These are highly have recommended. Have you actually read them? Yeah. I have. In fact, you know <laughs> what I just read? read? a lot of them. <laughs> Listen, Snuffleupagus. You, you know what I just read? Rob, all of Robert Monroe's work on astral projection. Oh, my God. And you know what started happening to me? You've been astral projecting, bro? Things I can't explain. That's all I'm going to say. Really? Dude. Why, why is that why all you're going to say, though? I want to hear. Why? Because, because you sound like a crazy person. When you, you, like, I, I don't mind talking about counterculture and theories, but when it comes to personal experience, I have a hard time. Like, I would never be the person who would sit here and say, I talk to non-corporeal entities every day. 
Because I feel real uncomfortable but with the way I'm going to be judged. Mm, what are ideas? Well, when the things that started you know happening I mean? to you, did, were you seeking them out or they just started? They, like, they were in the dream state. They're in a okay. sub somnambulistic state. So like that half awake, Got half it. sleeping state. And so it's real hard to know what's real and what's not. But I'm ha- you know, I started having vivid experiences in that state that I had never experienced before. Interesting. And is it just because I read these books and now this stuff's in my, you know, out of my subconscious and in my conscious mind about like leaving my body and doing all this stuff? Or, I mean, I woke up in the middle of the night with this feeling of dread, like there's, a, you know, something's wrong, something's in the room, What's why am I lying here? And then you start feeling chicken skin and tingles all over your body you've never experienced before. I mean, I don't know how to explain these things, but they definitely happened. You know, I'm in, dude. You're in. I'm out. It's I want astro project, bro. Oh, yeah, Read the I book. Like to do that. Read I just don't book. want any. What's creepies. the book again? So this, um, I think Joe talked about this um, recently. When we came on. The guy's name's Robert Monroe. Yeah. And he. What's the book called? Uh, Journeys outside the body. And uh, Monroe's an interesting guy because he approached it very scientifically, and this phenomenon started happening to him. Okay, organically on its own. And he was, you know, he was a, a really, a very successful businessman um, involved in high society. And so when it first started happening to him, he actually went to a bunch of psychologists and was like, am I going crazy? Do I have a brain tumor? What's wrong with me? He, he was very skeptical in the beginning. And by the time he finishes these journeys in his book, he is completely, I mean, he's convinced it goes a little far. That's the thing. He starts. Is talk- this man alive? No, Monroe's passed. Okay. But the Monroe Institute is still around. And you can still... Oh, yeah, the Monroe... Yeah, we've yeah, seen that you, shit. A couple episodes ago, you guys were talking about it. God. So, so I read all those books, and I was like, man, this is this is nuts. You know, maybe there's something to this. Died in 95. His whole thing is that it gives you actual evidence that there is life beyond the body. Because if you can separate from the body, that proves that you're not the body. Yeah. Now, I'm not pretending to have had this experience... But a lot of people have, and and the, and our government has taken it seriously enough that they've done massive studies on it. You know, the Gateway Program, things like have that. Have you thought about getting into the Institute? I'm not super into, maybe it's just a stubbornness in me, but I'm not super into, like, paying people for cl- online classes. And it's pricey. It's pricey. Like, some it of these are, like, too, cheap. Yeah, two grand for a five, six-day course. He outlines all the programs in the books. He's like, do these things. Get, he, figure out how to achieve that half awake, half asleep phase or state rather without falling asleep. That's the hardest part. Once you can get into that state, you're, you're in a waking dream. It sounds like he accidentally triggered that by trying sleep learning is what, is what this says here. He was trying to. So his first experience, learning? he was, he wanted to see if he could retain a bunch of information from an audiobook. Audiobooks are pretty new back then. You know, this is like in the, mm-hmm. I want to say in the early fifties when he started late forties. 58, 58. Okay. 58. Right. So. His first experience, he he was in bed listening to an audiobook and he wanted to wake up the next day and see if he could retain it. Well, then all of a sudden he started like he does he believed that that was the catalyst, but all of a sudden he started having these crazy experiences where he felt like he was leaving his body. And I can tell you just the tiny things that have happened to me, it is extremely disconcerting to have a feeling in your physical body that you've never felt in your life before and you're like, I don't know what's happening and it's uncomfortable and terrifying. Really? I would be like, let's do this, dude. That, see, that's that's you, man. You're you're so up for it's interesting. I think that's the I wanna see if I a, can just fly, bro. It does sound awesome, 
right? Yeah, but what, what if you don't like, get back to your body? Right. That's his. That was his whole thing. He was like, "Do I have Can a psychosis?" You not get back. Well, how do you know you're not just going psychotic? How do you know that you're not having a break from reality and you're just imagining all this? Well, what if you're not such a doing great any drugs? He weighed not, all of that, though? He thought about all of that? He, he, all of his initial reactions were, I have a brain tumor or there's something wrong with oh, me. Good. And so he okay. immediately went to doctors and he found people who became his advocate. And they were like, no, actually, I've talked to other people who have this phenomena. Then he found out that this phenomena was happening to a lot of people. And, the, and by the time he did his last book, it was like in, 80, in the 80s, like 85. His last book might have even been in the 90s. But by then he was he was saying he was quoting studies that said like 25% of the population has had an experience like this and can't explain it. Well, that should mean one of us in here. That's that, that. That, that's different than lucid dreaming, right? I've had sleep paralysis. Yeah, there we go. I've I've had a lot of sleep yeah. paralysis. I have memories outside my body. What, what do you mean, mean memories? I have a memory of and that I've had my whole life of me walking into my living room as a child and I'm viewing it from the outside. And I see myself walk in. And oh, that's I always had that's that exactly memory. what this phenomenon he's describing is. That's an out of body experience. And what he's saying is that like most people accidentally have it at some point. It's very common in childhood. One of the theories with that is like your pineal gland is is larger and less calcified. As we get older, the pineal gland, which we now know produces DMT, among other things, melatonin, you know. Mm. Uh it's, it's more developed way, is, as a kid. Is that where uh, fluoride calcifies it? I've heard well, that Well, that is, is the that... narrative. Now, isn't like uh, uh, apple cider vinegar supposed to be good at decalcifying it? Now, I am, because I have all these doc doctor credentials, Sam. <laughs> you let me are, tell you. Carnivore. You're yeah. a carnivore. What I else am the cardinal. <laughs> We're just talking. No, no. I'm the, uh, this is what they say. Do I know that? Okay, I can tell you this for a fact. This is true. I will tell you this absolutely as a human experience I've had. Holotropic breathing, yogic mm. breathing. Yeah, I have experienced a psychedelic state through holotropic breathing, and this what they say is, what that does is circulate your cerebral spinal fluid in such a way it speeds it up in such a way that it activates the pineal gland huh. and you start tripping. And this has been studied. There's a lot of studies on this. All I know is I tripped balls, and it was in a yoga class where we were doing breathing techniques for 40 minutes, and I saw everything I've seen mm. on. Unlike mushrooms. Sam, what did we see at Float Fest? Was it long did lasting? Did you watch those people that were breathing and moving and oh, yeah, fucking they were going like, crazy? Yeah. And I was like, they're on drugs. I'm like, no, they're breathing. And I was like, no, I've, I've seen people on drugs. Like, they're on drugs. And this lady was arguing with me that they weren't. So they weren't. I'm not going to sit here and argue with her. But, dude, they were moving and twitching. And I looked at Sam. I was like, yo, what are they on? And Sam's like, I've never seen nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, dude. Was that yeah. long lasting, that experience? Does it, uh, how does long it... was the actual tripping part? Yeah. 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 It, uh, well, I mean, you're in an altered state, so time compression is hard to know. But so it does. Offer it, I would say same five or ten thing. minutes. Now, do you does it continue? Do you continue the breathing practice even once the the psychedelic state has started? So in this particular, in the practice of this, we're, we're okay. First of all, we were studying Kundalini yoga, and the idea of Kundalini yoga is that you can. Um, I hate to use this rock and crystal Sedona talk, but you can activate your chakras and yeah. open a pathway so that the cosmic serpent will activate your pineal gland. Well, the science behind this is really what you end up doing is circulating your cerebral spinal fluid in such a way that your pineal gland ends up releasing more. It, it might be melatonin. It might be, um, you know, who knows what it is, but it is everyone can achieve this state. And I'm not necessarily recommending this to anybody, but this is a phenomenon I've experienced. You can achieve this state where you, you get into a 
a psychedelic altered state. And in, in that particular practice, Johnny, to answer your question, you do the breathing technique, which also alkalizes your body like really deeply. Yeah. So the alkaline state might have something to do with it. Um, but we do, we, you would perform something called a root lock, where you would actually, you, you're, you've been hyperventilating for so long, your body's so highly oxygenated, you can hold your breath for longer than you normally would be able to without passing out. So you do what's called a root lock, which means you, you do a kind of breath hold. Okay. Yeah. And, wow. and that breath hold, I felt like minutes. It's hard to know because you're in a psychedelic state. But you see all the same. I don't. Have you guys all done mushrooms? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so you know, like the mandalas that are interacting with each other, mm -hmm. all the classic visuals that you get in that in that altered state. It was all identical, all the same. That's so interesting. Why see, you I do get it that. More often? I, do you get that when you close your eyes? I can close my eyes and see that. Shit. You can close your eyes and trip. Yeah, balls? yeah. Like if I close my eyes and really clear my mind, I just start seeing crazy patterns. When I and stuff. meditate really well, I, I start to see some insane shit. Yeah, I feel nice. like. When I meditate, that I am going in from like warp speed to stillness, and mm. I feel it. It's, it's like, like my it's like my mind wants to occupy that space though in front of me, that darkness, and so I just start seeing all these crazy patterns and colors and stuff. I mandalas, see lights yeah. and stuff like what, that. Yeah. Would now do you it, see? I my concern with the uh, holotropic breathing is that I it would it would trigger anxiety, like you know, and, and and hyperventilating, like what you're talking. Mm. Is there any of that? Because mm -mm. I I feel like I'm especially prone to that kind of to anxiety thing. yeah it would it, i would be worried that it would trigger anxiety in me how so i'm just curious like just well i just fast? i feel yeah i feel like when when i'm agitated i i'm doing a lot of that like disrupted breathing and it seems like a lot of what that is is kind of a mm, interesting it's like a an a disrupted breathing pattern and i i, I would Disruptive of what though? How is it disruptive? The, the, nor the normal patterns of breathing, like normal being calm and slow. Uh -huh. So, like, yeah. okay, it mimics a fight or flight state potentially. Right, exactly. Is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's my concern. I, I just. Well, like I think the difference is I, that your autonomic nervous system isn't in the fight or flight mode. You're you're sitting there calm and quiet I, I, and, and composed. I, to be completely forthright, I, I've experimented with that some, and I and I could feel my anxiety like winding up instead of. You know how I normally feel when doing meditation or yoga. Were you doing it? Was it guided, or were you just doing yeah, it on your own? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I was on my own, but it was through you know like a reliable uh, some tapes that I got from a friend. There's something about having a mentor in the room, though. You think so? Who you okay. trust and who presents as healthy and like super. I don't know, Set grounded and, right? and and isn't nuts, and you're like, okay, if this dude's done this before and he's still sane, or he at least presents that way. You know, maybe I can trust him. You know what I mean? Well, like I this. Yeah. Well, that's why they have priests during ayahuasca or whatever. They have the shamans to help you cool down or whatever the fuck's going on. They're like, I've been there. It's happened before. They're, the they're spirit them. guides, right? Yeah. How do you know to trust? That's that? the thing is, there have been stories of people who weasel in there and yeah, take advantage yeah. of people, of course. But this is true with every discipline. That's why you have to vet these folks. You can't just. Yeah. I met a yogi on the street uh, in Los Angeles once, and he started he started trying to use neuro linguistic programming to to take money from me. Really? Yes. This happened in North Hollywood. He he put he was dressed like a swami. He came up and said, you know, I have this rock for you, and so he's trying try, he's trying to give things to you because you automatically feel this urge to give uh -huh. something back, and yeah. he's like, give money to yogi, and I'm like, whoa, this dude's trying to use NLP on me 
to take money from me. Yeah. That's so that's so interesting. You know where else they do that? Is when you get your fingernails and your medipedis <laughs> done, dude. They will upsell you left and right. Because you're relaxed. And they know how to like work it. Well, and you and you feel this resistance to saying no. I know, yeah. yeah, with people who are really good at that, you feel but I, waiters, waitresses do it, upsell, bang, bang, bang. I they saw play this, your emotional strings. I saw this in an Egyptology shop in Venice. You know those places that have all the Egyptian stuff? So I went in. This is a true story. I went in, and there was a little girl there with her mom. I guess it was her mom. And this woman also starts trying to use neurolinguistic programming to get me to buy things. So she would have huh. this. She would have this really beautiful, like Egyptian-looking tapestry thing, and she'd say, "Isn't this a really beautiful picture? You see this vase? Look what's right by it." <laughs> And emphasize gently yeah, the yeah, words yeah, yeah. by it. Yeah. Right? And his her, and this is also true. The daughter said, she just randomly just goes, no. As in like, I like this guy. Don't do that to him. Uh-huh. Oh, really? And, oh, I was, yeah. and I was like, I noticed what was happening. I was like, but then I started playing along, like listening to her. I was like, let me hear your more programming. There's uh-huh. so much of this programming happening in our society in different levels where people are initiated into these secret little levels of the, of the, of the PSYOP. You know, and the, and the esoteric mysteries that actually do work on people. I mean, if you can put a person into a hypnotic state and perform surgery on them, which is historically proven, then you can use it to sell someone a car. Oh, for sure. I mean, everything is sorcery. Well, what bro? percentage girls, of men- girls do that shit all the time? That's sorcery. You fucking forget everything. I go to the weed clinic and this the girl pussy s- upsells me oh, fucking dude, weed so and they're there. so hot. They're, all they're the time. so good there, dude. Yeah, I, I'll buy anything this girl says and her tits around like, yeah, exactly oh, yeah, that's sorcery. Dude, I, I took my girlfriend there one time and the chick started hitting on my My girlfriend was there to buy pot and she, I mean, dude, she had my girlfriend in the palm of her hand. I mean, it was, yeah. it was amazing. She was a writer, such a salesman. The guy who wrote Legends of the Fall used to write a lot about this uh, and he used to call it the pussy fog. Yeah. I mean, when uh, uh, female servers, they'll take their rings off. This girl used to always say, I I tell them I'm pregnant. I get better tips like that. (sighs) Yeah, because you're a family. You're like, oh, she's pregnant. She's three months pregnant. Just found out where I'm going through divorce or breakup. They'll use anything on guys going through a breakup. But I think that that comes back at you. Yeah, if you're too. lying, yeah. like there's upselling, but then there's lying. You it's know? a cost. I it has a that, karmic cost, right? Yeah, yeah, I think if you do that enough, it, it catches up with you or it comes back at you. Mm, I believe that. Too. Right? Yeah. Do you, you know like, who Darren Brown is, Maverick? Yes. Do you think that what a lot of what he does with that NLP stuff is, is legitimate, what he does? What is he? Who he's, is he's, he? He's a mentalist. He's a he's a magician. He's that guy he's who like would go into like in... jewelry stores in. He had a show. It was pretty yeah, it was pretty popular. He England. would go into like jewelry stores in New York with green paper, and buy jewelry because he would be telling people it was big bills, and they would sell it to him. Now who knows? I, we, I've done enough television. You've done enough television to know. Almost nothing that you see on TV is is actually playing out the way you see it. Right, right. So like, there's always that, but. Neurolinguistic programming is a real science, and what it is is it's there. There are there is language that we key into subconsciously in different ways. What we got? You want to listen to some Darren here? If you want to check him out, he's. I mean, I've always been fascinated by this guy. Okay. Techniques to see how boldly I could fleece someone whilst being as charming as possible. Can I bore you for two seconds? We're just doing some filming about train stations. Is that all right? What's your name? Uh, Actually, I'm Darren. Come over here. Come meet the crew. 
this guy grabs so his wrist. Anthony. Yeah, right, right. that's a leading yeah, technique. Let me just show you exactly what we're doing. It's a list of various things that people normally do when they're... I keep him slightly bewildered with a series of instructions and questions which renders him very suggestible. I use a kind of tactile misdirection. I attract his attention to one wrist by holding in there quite firmly while I remove his watch from the other. Would you bring your own book or would that be... That's unbelievable. Are you actually catching a train today or are you just meeting someone? I'm actually meeting someone. You just come off the train, that's great. Okay, well I'll ask you about this later. We may also just need to get you a, um, a microphone somehow. Okay. Maybe a lapel mic, sorry. Um, is there a lapel mic we can get for this chair? Opening his jacket to suggest a lapel mic hides his view as I quickly check his trouser pockets. And my right arm then hides his view as my left hand enters his inside pocket. I do give this all back. So I'm going to go over and ask you a few questions. Do you think there are hundreds of people in the world that are doing this not for any reason other than to rob people? He goes to betting, like there's a video of him going to racing tracks and just cashing in losing tickets. Like for winners, just what? People, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, he, he yeah. does. Uh, uh, it's mind blowing some of the stuff. Well, he's like, hey, dude, this one won. Yeah, 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 dude. I mean, it's, it's, okay, he does, he does a lot of like, they're giving you're giving people psychological it cues to put like them in a, a particular lot of work state too, though, right? Yeah, well, but well, I mean, like, you, if here, it here makes it you mind control, let me just skip this. This is kind of like Chris oh. Angel. This is the dog you're looking for. Look at what he's doing. He's just try again. You may have misread it. Sorry, you have one, sorry. Fantastic. See, Good see, it, like, it, at first... That guy did it, now he's going to do it. Watch. Yeah. So, yeah, he teaches this guy. He was? He teaches this guy how to do the same thing, watch. Hang on, hang on. Remember what I said. Look, right in the eye. Right in the eye. This is a winning ticket. This is a winning ticket. This is the dog you're looking for. That's why we came to this window. What? Thank you. Fantastic. What? It's easy to misread them sometimes. It's clearly him that's doing it, though. It wasn't a guy. But I don't understand. Like, this is the dog you're looking that's for? What? Okay, so these are... Can you turn down just a little yeah. bit? These are cues that, that will automatically elicit a subliminal reaction from you. So by saying something, this is the dog you're looking for. This is the dog you're looking for. It doesn't mean for. anything. And so your brain starts a search for the reason, mm -hmm. okay? And now it's already off focus. And then he follows it up with something else. But how does she know how much money to give him? She probably well, just... it's the winning dog. I mean, that was whatever the winner was paying out. That's what, that's what he gave. Dude, I, I wouldn't even be using... I'd be using this, like, on females. He's got, well, he's, Listen, he's this, got, is not, this is not just Jared Brown. This is an entire science referred to as dark psychology. And it was, it, it was, it's well known to be a Does real it work science. On everybody? It's a real science. And so, so just like not everyone is susceptible to hypnotism, mm -hmm. not everybody is susceptible to... And you think to advertisers it. aren't using this? Come yeah, on. of course they are. Every day, bro. All day. Like, if you watch, like... If you watch an ad where, like... The mom looks like she's about three years older than the kids. Yeah. That's done purposefully to make the women who have kids that age feel bad about how they look yeah. compared to the mom. And they're like, if I get this product, 
I'll look young like that. What it's, about the ads that make no sense related to what they're selling? How many of those do you see? We're like, what? Wait, what does that have to do with Doritos or what? And, I and think that realize, has to do with cultural Marxism. They're, they're like, hey, dude, look at this fat drag queen, man. This fat <laughs> drag queen's having fun. Li Bank. Oh, you know? dude, like, <laughs> how often do people come out during like? Pepsi and Coke. Like, what did that have to do with me buying Pepsi and yeah, Coke? Yeah, yeah. It's so weird, yeah, dude. Just fucking look at this. Well, which is like... So you remember when during, like, the QAnon craze that, like, all these CEOs were stepping down? Everyone's oh, yeah, yeah. like, Trump has got them bad. They're afraid. No, dude. They all stepped down because they knew COVID was coming. That's interesting. They all knew COVID was coming, and they knew their profits were going to fucking plummet, and their their stock portfolios were going to be garbage. So they're like, I'm getting fuck out. I'm cashing out while I'm at the top. What's the type of email you got when they told you COVID was coming? Like, what's do you think you got an email, a text? Oh, that's in a meeting. That doesn't happen. Yeah, they go to these, they do these meetings with these CEOs. They all meet up, and they all know what's coming. Look, it starts at the very top. Bilderbergs. Those people have people who yeah, work for are. them. They just give them orders. And they just go to like, let's say they go to a World Economic Forum. They start talking about, everyone knows what they're talking about. Hey, this coming. Is just, yeah. No, this is just this is event 201. It's just practice. Yeah. We're just practicing for the grid shutdown yeah. just in case. Around they're this telegraphing time, the shit out of it. Like that website that basically said, called the date... That they were going to have like a complete, utter, like electrical grid shutdown. They said it was going to be July 8th. And guess where it happened? In Canada. On that date that this website said, according to these documents, is the day it's going to happen. Bang! Canada. Garnett's like, we can't get our money out. I, I, I'm only email. I'm, I'm uh, messaging you through this one app. We can't get on the internet. We can't do anything. Bam! Right on that date. So all these CEOs knew that this day was coming because they all go to these four and they're basically all told to do what they got to do through BlackRock and all that stuff. So bam, you step down because then you, you at the height of your stock portfolio. That's what I remember. We're like, oh, dude, they, they just know that the, the hammer's coming. And it's like, no, dude, they knew COVID was coming. You're just reading the signs. The signs are there. They're tell you know this, they telegraph the shit out of what they're doing next, and, and and so we also get into these places where it's like these companies like are literally sacrificing business to do business with BlackRock. There's more money in doing business with BlackRock than there is in actually selling product to the masses. That's what we Vanguard, got. BlackRock. BlackRock, you know. Vanguard, State Street, and there's one other one. I don't know what it is, but those are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it's worth more to do business with them and be in their good graces than to actually do business with the masses. <laughs> That's crazy. So this is why certain companies will take losses? This is why, this is why Disney puts out... This is why Disney just is operating at losses on so much because they make more money being in business with BlackRock and getting all this bailout money that happens every couple of years. The Fed it bails yeah. out, blah, 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 tunes of a trillions, right? I mean, it just makes no sense. So then Johnny sends me this thing, these fucking scumbags. Like ESPN Plus goes from what? $6.99 to $9.99? <laughs> yeah. Because they lost so much money on Disney Plus. 
So my, and that's my that is my that is my opinion on the difference between the right and the left and how they operate. The left is is Antifa. The left is cancel culture. All they want to burn anybody down that doesn't do what they what they want. But the 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 and this is why January sixth was such a giant fucking fuck up for the powers that be. Because they wanted people to go nuts so they could create the domestic terrorism board and have all the and, and, and complete what they couldn't get done. So Oklahoma City gets all these civil rights taken away, but there was a lot they couldn't get done. So then 9-11 happens, that cleans up even more. Then January 6th was going to be another step in that. But those people aren't like that. Those people aren't like that. The January 6th people were just mauling around taking pictures. Yeah, taking right? selfies. Most people are just like, hey, dude, we're not gonna do it. Well, some got shot by the staff <laughs> at the at the at the Capitol. Right? So when you when you see how the right operates, they pull they now are thanks to the internet, they now pull all their money out. Mm. They're tie they stop paying attention. You know who learned that? The Democrats. You know who learned that? The Republicans, if you fucking didn't play, if you didn't do what your constituents wanted. And businesses. Look at all these businesses that just folded because everyone pulled their money and attention out. Now, am I saying that Republicans are right? No, but conservatives, and my personal opinion on conservatives are that they're just old liberals. That's really what they are, live and let live, right? You go to red states, man, just they're all like swingers. They all swing. They all like just don't take my guns, don't tax me, and let's swing. They're a lot like Stone, right? Well, you know that famous phrase, show They're me a like young what? man. Show me a young man that's not a liberal. I'll show you a man with no heart. Show you show me an old man that's not a conservative. I'll show you a man with no brain. Yeah. So we, we start out wanting to fix the world and love everybody, and then we, re we realize at a certain point that's not possible. Yes. And then we're like, okay, well, let's conserve things the, as best we can because we can't fix it. It is... It's not possible. There's what too is, many moving parts. What has happened through cultural Marxism is that the idealistic, the idealistic view was allowed to try to actually become reality. And what we found is it doesn't work. When the rubber hits the road, that's it. It doesn't. It you can't you listen, dude. You can be like, man, the, 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 the judicial system is broken. You're like, yeah, it's broken. So what we're going to do, we're going to fix it, and we're not going to charge anybody with crimes. <laughs> Guess what? Crime didn't stop. Crime got worse. <laughs> mm -hmm. Crime got worse. And that's being, that's being done on purpose because what they really want, and this is Trump and his, and his, and his uh, what's it called, Trojan horse. Hey, get me in, man. We might have to put National Guards in these, in these cities, right? I mean, it's gotten so bad we got to put down. That's how you start getting more and more law enforcement, more and more troops, more and more government everywhere. Instead of actually prosecuting people. And like the truth of the matter is, is like the real, the real honest answer to everything is accountability. That's it. Right? It's like corrupt cops need to be dealt with. Just like corrupt politicians need to be dealt with. Insider traders, maybe? Need to be dealt with. You need to have consequences for your actions. Are all cops bad people? No. I think we all agree with that. What happens when you get you have no cops? What do we see? Smashing grabs everywhere. People just getting assaulted on the on the side of the streets. That's not the answer. Letting That's people sad. 
commit crimes and then come right out? What are they doing in New York right now? They're talking about letting people jump the turnstiles? Yeah, it's crazy. You know? Yeah. But how about when they only pick a specific people? Like when Trump, oh, let's go after Trump. He destroyed some fucking documents, but Hillary Clinton can delete all those. Yeah. Right. And we all see that. We all see that. And that's why all the conservatives are pissed because you're like, dude, if you're going to go after him, cool, fine. But then go get homegirl. Yeah. Right. But that's, but it's also like the Bushes, the, the Cheneys, the Clintons. Like they're all allowed to die peacefully after everything they've done. There's no accountability, and they ju- and now they know that they just Nancy Pelosi insider trading. That's it. We gotta get back to accountability. That's everything is about accountability. To not, and it's like there's also some Zen shit to it, right? Where it's like I'm gonna focus on me and my shit, right? There is some Zen to that. But do you think they could ever put Nancy Pelosi in jail? I mean, like, they I'm- could. It's happened. Politicians have gone to jail. You know, it's happened. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's the tragedy of it. But also, Johnny, that's them spiritually beating us down, going that no matter what you want, we win in the end. A feeling of futility, right? That's that is what it. Joe Biden, and in particular, Camel Toe Harris, <laughs> that's what she represents. She was... She was Polling the lowest out of everybody. She was the first person to step out, and now she's the vice president? That's done to break our will. That's done to make us think we have no hope. No matter how bad we do, we want it, It's they get the say in the end. And, and they have such a perfect answer for the like, oh, well, then you get the, you, you vote for the next one. Yeah. Get the next guy the in. The next guy. And then that's just as bad, no matter yeah. what they say. One of the, Biden promised to make le- weed federally legal. <laughs> now they make, they make all these promises. They always yeah. promise, promise, promise. Oh, but, but you don't like this guy? Just for, keep voting. Yeah. Make sure you keep voting. Yeah. Make, that's how you make a difference. And do the internet. Got our eye off the ball, and that is local politics. Yeah. Well, now, now, I mean, think about with you know what you talked about, like shoplifting, basically being uh, decriminalized now. People, it, it's gonna keep people from leaving their homes. Mar did a thing about this to end his show the other day about how nobody leaves the house now because you just order shit on Amazon. And now CVSs are just for shoplifters. I mean, that, that's it because people are just staying at home and piling up boxes out, out in their back. I mean, have you? Do if you live in an apartment complex now? The recycling station oh is just God. Amazon boxes stacked up to the to the to the ceiling. It's it's unbelievable, and I, I I think that's part of it, right? To keep us from going out and, and getting what we need as humans, but which again, is socialization. Amazon is the government taking over the marketplace, and that's why again these big cities aren't natural, dude. I believe that when you don't sure. have a a, a a a spiritual connection to the people around you. Bob's, Bob's, like, store. You know Bob. You're friends with Bob. Bob's business is a little slow. Hey, I'm going to go buy some of Bob's business. Or, or if your life's a little slow, Bob will give you credit. Give you yeah. a candy bar on credit, you know? Right. That's- you know what? It also creates accountability for Bob and everybody who shops there. If, when everyone knows each other in a community, that's automatic accountability. Yeah, dude. Remember when the old days, my grandfather ran a little country store. After he retired, and he would—he just had a little ledger there that he kept, and and he was like, "Okay, uh, Jimmy from down the street owes me twelve bucks for Budweiser or whatever oh, last I week." Did, I mean, yeah. think about that. Just store. Remember, store credit used to just be kept in like a notebook. I'm telling in you, some man, guys. 
It's, when when will that? That's, that's cities, gone forever. Dude, I don't know. I think it's going to come back. I, I hope you're right. I, I, I think well, the black market is going to come back bigger than ever. They try to go to a digital market. currency. It's going to end up just being people bartering for everything. I hope you're right. I just don't see. I, I don't, don't know. We tried that. I tr- we at that float Mexicans? fest we went to. Oh. No, at that float fl- float fest we went to. They tried to barter, and I tried to buy a soap because we forgot soap. And that girl's <laughs> like, "What do you have?" And I was like. What do well, you yeah, need? Yeah. And it's kind of it was that thing where I'm like, I don't have anything you need, and I need this soap. Yeah, it but doesn't you're have on to be road, a two way thing though. It can be like, okay, I have this. You, that person needs this. Let's trade three ways. It gets more complicated yeah. than that. All you have to do is create something that is useful. Does that require an end of the world scenario though for us to get to that point where we go back to the barter system? Does that require disasters? In my opinion, yeah. I think I think we're closer than ever in this country with people being as divided as they are. As, as you know, here's the whole thing, dude. Uh, where I live, people are already bartering. They trade eggs for meat. That's they what trade, I'm they trade you, whatever. Man. I think when it's like actual boots on the ground, people are getting be- along better than ever. Now, like, yeah, you have political arguments here and there, but I think people are waking up. Like this, dude. Ever since 2001, when that that those planes, if there were planes, hit the <laughs> building, right? We have been under a giant psychological attack and people are waking up to it more and more. And I don't care what you say. The Ukraine isn't what they're telling us. It's a giant money laundering scheme. It's a giant money laundering scheme. There are there places where war is happening there. 100%. Of course. It has to be because you got to use these bombs. You got to use these bullets so we can refill you up. And then we leave everything behind. Watch. Dude, we're like, I had an argument, a uh, discussion with a buddy of mine. He's like, and they're Nazis. And I'm like, dude, Joe Biden is funding Nazis right now. Your boy is funding Nazis right now. Well, th- th- those guns will all be turned against our own soldiers at some point in the Nazi district. Just like what happened with the Mujahideen. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Exactly like that yeah. dude, dude, that's what I'm saying. It's the same playbook. Once you over understand over. the they're playbook, not you know what they're doing. They're not creative. They're not creative at all. And that's why at the end, I think we, f- we win. But, and it's like, okay, the, the end of the empire. What does that mean? That just means we're no longer an imperial force anymore. And guess what? I'm fine with yeah. that. Is that a bad thing? Is that so bad? I mean, dude, my friend was just in Germany, said it was amazing. My friend was just in Italy, says it was amazing. England, doing pretty good. I still but, think England's way more in charge than people want to admit. How's their, how is their, their monetary unit worth so much when they have no natural resources to sell? Oh, because they still run an empire. Right. But the scary thing is if it's not us, then who is it? Well, that's what everybody wants to know. Okay, yeah, well, if, if it's not us, it's going to be China. If we're not number gonna... one, then who is it? That's Look, what's scary. It's what about not Switzerland? That Switzerland's never been number one. They've managed to stay out of everything. <laughs> they've, they've managed to stay out of everything. Or are they number one and we just Maybe don't talk the about the bankers? It. But I mean, like, you don't, just because we're not number one doesn't mean we have to be taken advantage of. You know, there's a middle ground there. We can... We can not dominate everyone and not and also not reap the repercussions of dominating everyone. Well, we create so many enemies by bullying yeah. because we think the only way to exist is being a bully. Well, you know, when you take a look at like, I mean, you know, again, going back to Tim Dillon's rant on Joe, on Joe Rogan, you know, it's just like, it's not just the American people are stupid. I mean, the British have been doing that forever, allowing their leader, their, their rulers to just rape and pillage everybody. It's the same thing with... Uh, almost every single empire did that. It's just, and guess what? 
the the people running everything are always the same people. They just move from country to country. And it may not be the exact same people, but it's their people doing it. It's like it goes from royals to fucking elites. That's what it is. And it's always the same people. And it's always the population that just is okay with it because psyops have been run on them to allow them to justify the raping and the pillaging. That's it. Okay, these people are we're taking we're we're going in to, to help these people as we bomb the fuck yeah, out. We're going to the liberate them with bombs. 100%. So the notion that the American people are the ones who are the the dumbest. No, they're equally dumb as the British who are who are destroying China with opium. Forever. And, every, and what what do people and say And what now? the British did to Africa. Look what the British did to India. That were, were, were the British super smart people? No, they were just as stupid, allowing their leaders to do what they were doing, reaping the benefits. And it's like Israel right now. Same thing. And you can say whatever you want, man, but just look what the Israeli government did to the Israeli people with those fucking pharma, that vaccine. Annihilated them. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You get it into team play. You get your them to fight for your team, to hate the other team, even though the other team was the other team done. You're telling me, dude, that like Hamas, which is most likely funded by Qatar at the urging of Netanyahu, okay? Because we all know Al-Qaeda, <laughs> ISIS, all funded and trained by the U.S. government. So why wouldn't Hamas be any different? And occasionally they just... Hurl a rocket into Israel. And for what? So that all hell can come on to them and annihilate the Palestinian people? If you don't see the game book there, I the playbook there, I can't help you. It's just real. I mean, who who haven't we pissed off in this episode? <laughs> Seriously, this has been it's been aggressive. No, it's great, but it's the truth. This is where you come for the truth, and that is the fucking truth. It's just like these elites, and listen, they've had a great run. And this whole notion that we've come from, I think all of history is a lie. The notion that we come from savagery, right? Just everything was savagery, or was it really peaceful and this dark entity has taken over for the last thousand years and just taught us that we come from savages and to accept savagery? I mean, it's just, in my opinion, it's just cyclical. We go through periods of calm, and then we go through periods where everything needs to be reset, you know? And it doesn't, I think mother, if you, my biggest thing is observing nature to get answers. And if you observe nature, nature does the same thing. Sets up a kind of homeostasis where everything is operating and, and in its systems, and then a storm comes through. And everything gets shaken up a little bit. And then after the storm, it goes back to normal. So what's the takeaway? Identify what period you're in, we're in a kind of storm right now. Everyone feels that sense of like, what's next? Everyone feels that. We all know that. But it doesn't mean the storm's going to last forever. The storm's going to clear. The, you know, the, the tides are going to recede again. And all of a sudden, we're going to be left with what? Well, it depends on how you decided to weather the storm. And I'm not talking necessarily literally. Psychologically speaking, it's far more important. When you mentioned the opium stuff, you know, our country's under attack in a lot of ways. Everyone, you know, everybody knows that people are ODing on fentanyl. Why? People go, why would drug dealers add fentanyl to their own drugs? Isn't that a hysterical question? The Chinese are paying them to do it in retribution for the opium wars. 
100 percent well they're not really paying them to no do i believe they are paying them they're teaching them how to make it no 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 hold check it out just hear, humor me for one second the humor cartels, him. The cartels getting the cartels getting paid twice getting paid by the chinese to poison americans and getting paid by americans to buy the to buy the the drugs why wouldn't you want to get paid twice because it doesn't make sense any other way, right? Because it's not it's, fentanyl should not be any easier to get their hands on, right? Than than the other. It's not free to make. Yeah, China, you're not cutting it with something free. China yeah. top. It's not like it's not like it's not like uh, you know cutting coke with laxatives or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's right. not. It's it's this is something valuable that they're putting. It's just dangerous. It's 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 costly and and it takes time to make. And so I I've totally heard these stories about how they brought over Chinese folks to learn, teach them how to make it. I just think that the Chinese are the ones pushing that, being like, hey, we're going to teach you how to make this, and we're going to pay you to add it. So you're going to get paid twice. Because well, they got to buy the chemicals from somewhere, at least to make it. I know yeah, that. To, exactly. to, make, to make it, you got to buy the chemicals. China's making the chemicals. They're here. You make the little the mixture. Yeah, what a one. brilliant way to destroy our country yeah. from the inside. It's all cultural Marxism, dude. And it's they've been running this playbook. They ran against the indigenous. They ran against the black, and now they're doing the middle and poor uh, Amer uh, white America. It's just the way it is. Black black history is white future. And if they don't wake up to it. And people feel powerless, so they just want to escape and feel something. And, you know, I mean, that's why a lot of people do move to these big cities because they feel like there's more opportunity there. So you kind of got to go to the big city, build your business, and then leave the big city, go to a small city to enjoy the, f the fruits of your labor. And that's where it is. But again, as we wrap it up here, everything, everything that is worth anything is worth fighting for. And you got to fight for it. That's just the way it is, man. That's just the way it is. Like your, your grandfather or his grandfather who came here, you know, put his life at risk to get to America and then worked at just 80 shit jobs to get enough to take care of the family. Like that's, that's what happens this notion oh my god it's just like you just work 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 it's like dude that that anything worth anything is worth fighting for and you got to fight for it and then if you're lucky you get to a place where you just chill and you can just watch your kids enjoy the fruits of your labor but you got to fight for it man and uh if you want to get out of the system you got to fight for it it's not going to be easy you got to figure it out got to, you know, start eating better, working out. Hey, I work all the time. Figure out time to get in some running, get in some Krav Maga, get into whatever you want to do, some yoga. Figure it out. Figure it out. And you can do it. That's the key. And people hit me up all the time that they're changing their life. And if you're, you're still working a miserable job, you know, that's my favorite thing that we get when we get a criticism on this thing about how, you know, the big thing now is that conspiracy theorists hate us. That's the big thing on the internet. You, not, oh, oh, dude, all the real conspiracy theorists hate. Hate this show. <laughs> with the guy with the fake name and the fake profile because yeah. he doesn't want people knowing at the job that he works at that he's a shit talker on the internet because then he would get, get fired from his job. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you like, think it's possible for everybody to be in a job that they don't hate though like we're not talking about everybody no but, but no but what i'm asking you do you think it's is is it possible for society to function without miserable jobs is what I'm i asking. think you can work through it i think it, i think there's a lot of value first of all in having a miserable job when you're young yeah. so, yep. so that you move yep. towards a job that you don't hate yeah yes. we, we've lost that for sure but jo but johnny but when we say this we're not talking about everybody we're talking about 
the person listening right now. What everybody else is going to do is out of your control. We're talking about you right, right. and what you want to do. But what I'm asking is, do you think there's some value to finding contentment where you are rather than thinking that the the happy thing is the next thing? Do you know what mm. I'm saying? Well, yeah. I mean, there are people who enjoy their jobs. And if you enjoy your job... But, but what if somebody's not enjoying their job because they're not happy with themselves? Do you get what I'm saying? How do yeah. we know? How do we know that that's not? You know, we're telling them to get a different job, but maybe they're not happy because. But, we're, but what we talk about here all the time is like working on yourself, finding yourself. Yeah, yeah, okay. You I just know, think we. I think we're wrong, maybe, to tie that to a job. Rather, you know, like I, fix your own shit to get first. Then, if you're still unhappy, then maybe it's the job. I mean, this isn't like an answer, but you guys, uh, everyone knows Cameron Haynes. This fool runs every day. He doesn't need to work his job. But he literally says he loves working at that fucking job. I really do think people that love working at their job. Yeah, again, again, it's not like if you're really happy, we're not telling yeah, you no, to yeah. change it yeah, up. Of course, of course. We're of talking course. to the people who aren't happy. I think that is an interesting point Johnny's making, though, is to find please don't, a kind please of... Don't, please don't, please <laughs> <laughs> don't. Go on, go on, go on. It is interesting, though, because it is a good point. I mean, like, even if you don't love what you're doing and you know you need to change it, does that mean you, you should end up in despair? There's a middle ground here where you appreciate th the fact that there are going to be some stations in life that just aren't super fun and you're not yeah. in love with them, but they are going to serve you later. And so I do believe everyone deserves to be doing something that they don't think is miserable. You know, fun is a weird word when it comes to work. Planting a garden is not fun necessarily. I think is you know, more important. It's a lot of work to be on your knees putting seeds in the ground and do all that stuff, but you're doing it so that you can harvest it later. Yes. Yeah. Fulfillment. Do you feel fulfilled? If you get to put... Man. Again, dude. Tupac. Like if you're it, happy, dude. I had to sell rocks, you. but it still feels good putting money in your mailbox. Like, it, yeah. it yeah. feels good being able to pay your bills. Right. Feed your it take, kids. It take care of a family. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's where you should derive about, pleasure. Like, dad, nobody's man. saying if nobody's saying if you love your job, you're doing something wrong. You're doing something great. No, There's no, a no. lot of people who aren't getting fulfilled by their job. Yeah, I would just say, add to that, make sure it's your job that's the problem. But first, you know what I'm saying. In, in recovery, but, they call it a, a, a geographic. When you keep moving, hold on. When you keep moving. And wherever you move to, you still are you in that place. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? What if you hate your job, but it gives you enough to love everything else about your life? It gives you enough well, time. So yeah, it yeah. gives you enough time to have with your kids. You take them to Disneyland, and you're like, dude, I hate my fucking job, but it gives me enough paper to enjoy everything else. The kids got the but, good TV. But the kids does got. Does that make you miserable? Because if the answer is no. Then there's no issue. I feel like it's it could be a give and take. Like if you if, right if your job is an electrician or a plumber or that guy that does that job, you see the video where the fucking all the <laughs> cockroaches are running all over. Oh yeah, that's a job. That guy's a job. It's a very famous video that this. everyone's like, look at this dude's job. And then that Jordan Peterson clip came out. Like, is it good to be a man? Is it good? It's necessary, right? That whole video, like it's crazy, bro. But if if it gives you the need, the things you need, then it is it, it is good. What we're talking about is slow death. Mm -hmm. Are you slowly dying? Do you feel trapped? If you feel trapped, you have everything inside you to change your life. And I, you know, it's just like I inside often you, think. Yeah. I of, I often think, man, like, oh man, how lucky am I to be to have some of the friends that I have. 
And are, are, are those friends and those opportunities that come from those friends of, uh, afforded to everybody? And the answer is no. But what I also understand is that nobody left their parents at 18 years old and moved out west and just came to the comedy store and just went through years and years of just door slamming in their faces to get to those opportunities that they were able to afford and and be able to keep relationships with people down the line that they that they appreciate you enough to give you the opportunity and then work hard enough that when those opportunities came to take advantage of those I, you know, sometimes there is a guilt that I have, I have friends who were, were, but I realize like all the chaos that I had to go through, like people don't realize how lonely it got to the point that I, ha I had, I had to do drugs to like escape the pain of like the failure that I felt for a very long time. So when I say that, it's like, I understand where people are. They're in dark places with lack of options. Like, dude, I was thinking about this isn't. This isn't happening. Like my only skill set and what I thought was my only skill set wasn't happening. What am I going to do? And I looked around at my fucking career options and there weren't a lot of them. So what did I have to go? Okay, man, I got to change something. I got to change me. Well, guess what I got to do? I got to cut out the drinking. I got to cut out the drugging. I got to cut out all that. I have to work harder. I have to work harder at this thing. The only thing that I think I'm good at. The industry has hated me. The only thing I thought I was good at was talking and being in the moment. And I just had to lean into it. And after 21 years of doing comedy, I started to be able to pay my bills comfortably. So if it, I can do it, I flunk first grade. I moved to LA not knowing anybody, anybody. If I can do it, you can do it. And that's just the truth. I am functionally illiterate. I, I, I use Google to spell, okay? <laughs> I make no illusions of it. I, I, Dana's like, enough talking about it. I'm like, no, man. People have to understand, dude. I, I, I wear my freak flag very proudly. Hell, hell yeah. Because like it's like it, it has been my great strength and my, my, my toughest weakness, right? And like if I could do it, you can do it too, man. It's just you got to do it and there's going to be a, a door slammed in your face. But that's because you weren't meant to go there. And just keep going. Keep working, dude. And that door will open. And you will, you will send, in my humble opinion, if you spread love, you will send. The universe will give, will help you, will give to you. And that's my opinion. Maverick, always a pleasure to talk to you. Man, thank you. Thank you, Swarm, for indulging this wide-ranging <laughs> conversation. I love these I am so grateful to, to be I able mean, to come here with you guys. We want to get into the much. old ones, but we'll I guess have I'll to have to come one. back. Yeah, we'll do another yeah. one for sure. <laughs> for sure. You're always welcome, bro. Uh, one more time, Maverick, please tell them where they can find you. Uh, MaverickMatthews.com. I just released a coffee table book, which is um, a collection of the paintings I did. Through, um, I'm going through kind of a super painful divorce, which is dragging on for years now. And trying to be an alchemist, I decided to channel that energy into art. And so I released a collection of uh, paintings as a coffee table book. It's expensive, oh, wow. okay. but they are printed in extremely high quality. So, you know, the, if, if you have the means, I, I would be honored if you would consider buying that. But most importantly, I greatly appreciate your attention. So it's, so. it's your art on, on there? Yeah, yeah. 
John, you can pull it up if you want. Uh, yeah, he's uh, it's in the feed now. Oh, okay, cool. yeah, they'll be able yeah. to see this one. Yeah. So that's my son. They, uh, you know, all of it was kind of um, a focus on. Oh, wow. You know, and, and when, is when that I started, was that on the on the on the opposite panel there? What is it? Uh, so I, I became obsessed with campfires, man, uh, because it, it was just a real image of hope when I was going through this thing. And I was up in the mountains in the snow in the winter by myself, you know, having, you know, loneliness is a real part of this journey. Mm. And when you're in that lonely period and time, it gets hard, man. And, and to find anything that gives you hope, find anything that gives you a spark. And I forgive the, you know, nice connection nipples. There. Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but most importantly, thank you for your attention and my podcast, Pepper for Your Steak. Um, Nick actually asked me to throw a plug in here. Nick Hinton and I just started doing a new segment called Dystopia Now, where we break down all the crazy headlines that are happening. So consider indulging that. There we go. But, uh, thank you very much, Sam. Anytime, and buddy. I journey. love you the pieces. I love our conversations. And uh, you're always welcome back. You and Hinton are great. I'm glad you guys are working together. Mm -hmm. You guys are a fun dynamic. You know, I feel like you're uh, two uh, hamsters. <laughs> uh, and you guys are just w running wild with each other. So uh, I'm glad to see the teams kicking ass and taking names. Guys, I will see you in Dan uh, Beach, Florida this weekend. P Plano, Texas in three weeks. And then Comedy Chaos soon. So I love you all very much. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on this l fun, fun episode. We will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Open your mind. <laughs> Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's some interdimensional shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.